Hello, my name is Daniel, creator of Zero Waste Daniel, a line of gender-free clothing and accessories all made from upcycled scrap fabrics here in New York City. Hi, I'm Chris DeRosa. I'm a television producer who is responsible for making some of your favorite reality shows. I'd tell you which ones, but I'm not sure if I'm legally allowed. I'm super into sustainability. And I'm trying to be less of a garbage person. We're going to answer your questions, some about creating less waste, and some about taking out the trash in your life, human or otherwise. Then we'll review some products, trends, and services that claim to be saving the planet. Will we give them our stamp of approval? Or will we ultimately come to the conclusion that this is not sustainable? It's that time of year. It's absolutely that time of year. Do you love it or hate it? I love... My tree's up. Oh, yeah? My Christmas tree is up. Okay, so... Like, period. In 10 words or less, Chris, what does Black Friday mean to you? In 10 words or less, Black Friday means to me um, a time that you can make very good conscious purchases... But also a time that like people are just ringing you out of your money and you like get This is like scammed, 45 words. Scammed by the sale. Yes. I will not be. I first of all, I will not be shackled to 10 words or less ever. Second <laughs> of all, that's that's how I feel. I love I, I agree with you. I think that it's an exciting time to be a consumer and a brand, but it's also really overwhelming and super oversaturated. And like a lot of people are like, our Black Friday sale. And I'm like, this isn't a sale. To quote famed anti-vaxxer Nicki Minaj, when I do an interview, let it be of quality. When you send me a Black Friday email, let it be of quality. Yeah. Like, oh, here's our here's our Black Friday sale. It's a bunch of garbage bullshit that we want to get rid of that we mark down that no one needs. Get that away from me. I'm I, just going to start with like, the misappropriation of the term Black Friday. First of all, why did I start seeing Black Friday sales in October? People being like, the Black Friday sale starts now. And I'm like, Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, (laughs) And like, it's a day. Like you don't, you know, you know, when she's like, it's, it's, I'm the bride. It's my week. It's like, you get a day, you get one day. Black Friday is the one day. And then there's Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. There's all these days. Yeah. And I feel like any day is a good day to shop. And, um, it's a little overwhelming the idea that because people are going to have mega sales that are going to compromise the integrity of their business's ability to make a decent margin on their products. You have to go out and like, Get that money that day. Spend that money that day. Uh, do you remember a couple years ago when people were getting trampled? What do you mean a couple years ago? Our whole lives. That was happen- That's hap- been happening our entire lives. But yes, literally being trampled at like a Walmart because they wanted like- Like yeah. a big screen TV. Yeah. I-, I just, that's disturbing to me. It's also sad because what item would you be running like a maniac about? Like none for me. Who is letting themselves get trampled and who is going to trample a human? Well, who this for is a my, television. But this is my thing. What what thing are you running into a store to buy and like pushing people out of the way? For me, not really anything. Correct? No, I'm running to the bathroom if anything. But that in itself is like there is something about Black Friday that 
someone who wouldn't be able to afford like the urgency of like I must get this because if I don't get this right now like then I'm not going to be I will not be able to afford that and like as much as we are going to hate on Black Friday because of the waste of it which is true there is something to be said about there's an opportunity for things that are made of high quality or more expensive or out of someone's price range or out of someone's budget are attainable on this day. And that might be the difference between I'm going to buy this one thing that's going to last me for 10 years and I only buy one of them versus what I like to say all the time is I buy 10 of these for a fraction of the price, but I break all of them and I have to buy 10 of them instead of one. I am here for that in theory, but I feel as though the theory of it can't be monitored because the people who engage in it are not... Yeah, like that being said, that doesn't solve the problem. Right, it doesn't solve the problem of the fact that like this consumeristic, like I have to get it first, me, 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 selfish capitalist approach is literally resulting in loss of life over savings on a television. True, true. And I just feel like that, like that sort of like desperation to save really speaks to the inequity because the people running these billion dollar corporations giving you a quote unquote deal for Black Friday are not losing their lives over getting trampled because they can't afford a nice TV. So I just, I feel like it, as, as much as I appreciate the idea that this is an opportunity for people to have access to things they wouldn't normally get. Yeah, like I, they're literally killing someone. Right. It literally feels like like a squid game thing. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, like literally they're killing someone in the Where process. it's like, okay, now we're going to release you. Whoever gets the televisions wins. And it's like, it feels... Yes. Um, it, uh, looking at it from the outside in, it feels sci-fi thriller like end of days end of day it's yeah, it's not it's bad it's not good and so that's why i'm excited uh, about what we're doing today because we're talking to entrepreneurs in the sustainability space uh whether knowingly unknowingly toe in the water fully committed to sustainability and what black friday means not necessarily in the like big box store sense of the word like, what do you do for Black Friday if you're a grocery store, if you're a delivery service, if you're like, how does this idea of consumerism affect making positive change inside the constructs of sustainability? And I'm interested to hear what these people think of Black Friday and also like what, how it affects their business. Because in theory, you really want, not for nothing, I'm looking, like, I'm like, where's this Black Friday sale that I'm going to get? Like, I am I am on the hunt, and you know I love a sale, and you know I love shopping. I know you love both, and this is one thing that I want to know from you, and I want to know from these entrepreneurs, and I think we should just discuss a little bit, like, how much are you buying gifts on Black Friday, and how much are you buying things for yourself? Yeah, that's true. Because a huge part of this is, like, we're going into the holiday season, mm-hmm. the spirit of giving, all of these things, and I feel like gift giving has really changed in the last couple of years, but it's also something that, you know, gifting is tough in the sustainability space because when you're talking about minimalism, supply chains, all of these different things, how do you give someone a gift that is zero waste? Well, and you're like forcing this onto someone else. Like you are actually in theory, like giving them a problem. Giving kind them, of. Or I mean, that's like hate. That's like me being a hater, but. No, but I mean, like, Every sustainability person I know has a family. 
And those people are somewhere on their sustainability scale. And so my mom, for example, will give me all kinds of things in all kinds of packaging. And she's super aware of it. You know, I got you this. I'm sorry about the packaging, but I thought this would be really helpful for you. I got you this, but you don't have to take it if you don't like the packaging. I didn't get you anything because I know you don't like packaging. Like there's always a range depending on what it is. But I know for a lot of people, first of all, you just want to accept the gift. Like it's just so rude to be like, I don't believe in that. And it doesn't stop the packaging from existing. It doesn't stop the waste from being out there. It just stops you from enjoying a gift and it stops you from being a gracious person. So how do you accept these things, but also how do you give with less waste? Well, not for nothing. Something I love is a gift that they make every single fucking day. Cold, hard cash. Or a gift card. Love a gift card. Love cash. That's, in theory, I just gave my friend for her birthday a gift card. It was electronic. It was an email. And then she can go in the store and just show the code. Like, literally, zero, in theory, zero waste. Like, zero paper waste. Zero, yeah. like, physical waste. Yeah. I click-clacked a little keyboards, and then she got money. And I think another thing is, like, I, you, I feel like it used to be like a faux pas to like give like a gift card because that was just like an impersonal gift. Guess what? I, I literally do not allow my parents or like most of the people in my life to buy me a gift without my knowledge of what it is going to be because I'm like, I don't want you to spend money on something that I'm not going to use or don't want. Literally get me this gift. I don't, doesn't need to be a surprise. I don't believe that you like love me anymore because you got me a gift that was like really good and I, I didn't ask for it. I for like since college on my mother would be like here's the amount of money that we're going to spend on you for christmas like literally just like send gifts to my house and then i'll just give you the money for them well and it's like that is like i'm i'm always getting a gift that i want i'm always getting i'm not getting a gift that i have to pretend like i like so that i like don't hurt their feelings and even just like what do you like take the whole like guessing game out of it and just get something you want. Because guess what the worst part of that doing is like returning the gifts you don't like. Or and like then, having to use something every time your mother-in-law's around. Yeah, just because you like, gave you oh, something you, bought, you yes. want. And you're like, I don't like this. I know or, my mother-in-law never does that. She's amazing. I actually, I, I think that what she does is sort of what you're talking about. She'll always give like kind of a gift card of sorts. But something that Mario and I have done a lot of is get ourselves experiences, right? Because we don't need more stuff for our house. We don't need more things. Our, you know, we're pretty set up. And what I think is great about gift giving is giving something to someone that they wouldn't necessarily get for themselves. Yeah, Something that they'll enjoy, but it's like, this is you spoiling yourself. This yeah. is you treating yourself. This is, you know, something that you wanted that you wouldn't spend the money on. And so we have like a disgust disgusting amount of gift cards to today ticks and we get ourselves show tickets for things we want to see when we have time to see them when you know finally broadway opened back up and that way we're able to have an experience at the right time spoil ourselves treat ourselves and it's like she's there with us well and it's like you don't know when you're going to be available you don't know it's like it's so easy to like just give the gift card or like hence cash. Right. Like, but it doesn't feel like she's not giving us a really wonderful gift. It feels like something that I, it's such a treat, but it's on your terms. I got my sister for Christmas. She was like, I want to go to this concert and I bought her the tickets for it. Oh my God. So sweet. Like that was her. That's going to be her Christmas. She knows what it is. There's no, I hate surprises one, as you know. So it's like, I don't need surprise things. Like I'd literally just, 
here, this is what you want. Great. Everyone wins. I also feel like in the spirit of giving, like we don't think enough about taking care of people, taking care of the people we love and what other people's love languages are. Like, I think it can be something as simple as sending someone like a meal or, you know, like here, I ordered a cheesecake to be sent to your house. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like a thing. It doesn't have to be like a, like some big over the top gift, electronic right. thing, or like a home oh, decor here's thing, the, yeah. or a piece even of like a gift card for like a movie theater, or like amazing, a, like great, right? And you know, guess what? Hey, I'll pay for your streaming service subscription for a year. That's a great gift, literally, which is basically cash, which I love. Again, and you know I, that my mother. Wait, you know that my mother literally will try to bribe me with cash to like do things. Still to the I same. didn't know that. She'll right. go a hundred dollars. I'm like, no. <laughs> she goes two hundred dollars. I'm like, no. <laughs> what is she trying to get you? To I don't do? like things I really don't want to do that she knows that I don't want to do, and so I'm like, I like uh, this is I can't wow. do this. Like what? I can't tell you. Oh, all right. Just like I don't even remember, but just like things where I'm like, I really don't want to do this. And she's like, please. I'm well, like, I'm no. thinking about things that my parents have given me over the years that are things I wouldn't have bought for myself. And it's like, I can't come up with a good example off the top of my head. But like you were saying, like paying for a streaming service or like here's like, you know, money for Uber or whatever it is. I'll pay your car insurance for oh, two months. Like that is a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift. Um, and so I think, you know, it, in terms of sustainability, helping someone sustain their lifestyle, sustain their happiness, sustain their weight is yeah. like all stuff, you know, like I would like to get those gifts and I like to give those gifts. For example, um, you know, just helping people feel cared for is as important as making them feel like they got a thing. Yeah. And I think too, another thing is like, it's, we have an opportunity to buy people something that they might not spend the money on themselves or don't think that they need it. And it could be something that's extremely sustainable. Like think of some of the products we've reviewed on this show, like buying them that something like that. Yeah. That's like, Oh, you never would think to buy those bulk, like the lid bowl lid covers. Right. Like, that's but, a great gift. And even, you know, for someone who is or isn't interested in sustainability, like what is the local bulk shop? Can you get them a gift card? Because you're helping someone get interested in or take a step towards a more sustainable lifestyle because it's not something they would necessarily buy for themselves. Yeah. We're going to talk to some different entrepreneurs today who, whether it's a gift card or a first experience to their business or a toe in the water with their product, it would be super inspiring to someone who doesn't know about sustainability to get involved. And mm -hmm. I think giving that gift is actually a really great way to get someone interested. A hundred percent. And again, you buying those things that like, I'm buying this thing. I think, I think if you're going to go out and you're going to shop, please, I'm going to go shop on Black Friday. Well then let's, go let's, to zerowastedaniel.com. <laughs> I'm going to go, you know what I mean? Like not for nothing. Like I'm going to still be, I'm not saying like don't shop on Black Friday. No, like, neither am I. It's it like, I will be out there in them streets buying deals. So <laughs> when you see like, oh, this is marked down to like $2 and it's a piece of junk. Instead of saying just cause it's on a, on sale for $2, let me buy this. Look for that thing that is something you wouldn't normally spend that much money on and it's half off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, one time I bought a really nice Toomey suitcase Ooh. and had that suitcase up until this year. Yeah. And I bought it in college. Yeah. And it still wasn't cheap, but it was, I've had it, I only bought a new one this year. Yeah. And I've had it for like a long time. Yeah, I think, you know, when, when people are out thinking about 
Black Friday shopping and what that looks like and what that means. It's really about where you put your money, what you support. And what we need to remember is like, yes, the big box stores are not going to stop doing these crazy deals and this is not going to stop overnight. But we do actually have some power because we, the consumers, show the trends that every major store analyzes. So if you put more money into sustainability, more money into experiences, and you know, not necessarily saying don't go for the big savings or don't go for the big thing, but like show that you're going to do it online, show that you're going to do it in a more sustainable way or, you know, shift those market trends. That's where we will see change by next year. And not for nothing, some of the early Black Friday emails I'm getting, I'm like, I'm popping, I'm, I'm, peep, I'm peeping, like I'm going to see what's happening and the deals are not good. The deals are not good. Like Best Buy, not to put them on blast because I do buy a lot of things there and I do like their protection plans because they literally will give you the money back. Like once you buy a pair of really nice headphones, like you can basically go the day before your thing is like these don't work anymore and they will literally give you the the amount of money that you paid for them in a gift card that you can then buy another pair of headphones with. The de- They sent me a Black Friday starting now. This was like weeks before Black Friday. It was like shitty ass like... It's nothing that anyone needed. I'm like, where's a computer? Like a computer should be on this list, not some random accessory that you have overstock of that you're trying to like pawn off on me. Well, it does It does feel that way a lot. And, you know, as a zero waste business who doesn't sit on a ton of finished inventory, mm-hmm. we really do consider how are we going to engage in Black Friday in a sustainable way? And, and that's always a challenge. And it's actually kind of a fun challenge from a business perspective is how do I give a great deal also guarantee that all this stuff is going to ship before the holidays. You know, it's um, it's a conundrum. And so when you're at the scale of a Best Buy or something that large, it's really transparent when they're like giving you a deal on something that clearly just nobody wanted. Yeah. It's very evident. And it's what? Not sustainable. Not sustainable. But we're going to now talk to some people that are doing very sustainable Black Friday things. Yeah, this is going to be a roller coaster. We've got a bunch of entrepreneurs lined up and I can't wait to just dive into it. I'm so excited. Here we go. We are here with Christian and Brittany from Knows Best Candles. Thanks for being here in person. Yeah. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, You guys have... Tell us what your company is. It's called Nose Best, and yes. tell us about it. Yeah, so Nose Best Candles is a tongue-in-cheek uh, soy wax startup candle company uh, where our main mission is to actually mix people's senses together. So synesthesia is like what we are trying to achieve with our candles. So you have the scent of the candle. We have curated Spotify playlists. Uh, we're going to have uh, these cocktail lists for each candle, so you can actually have a full encompassing experience. Oh, wait, that's really fun. I didn't know this. Yeah. This is really fun. So basically, like, the market that we kind of noticed was missing in the candle market was just, like, we want to provide the vibe for people Mm -hmm. because I feel like other candle companies, like, sell their stuff as, like, Cadillacs, and we're just like, no, here's the full experience, like, right in front of you. We definitely wanted to differentiate ourselves from other, like, luxury candle brands, and what we really, like, were inspired by was the pandemic and being stuck at home and we really like p- brought this into real life when we were both stuck at home and like yeah. we were like let's try and make some candles and learn how to do it on youtube and then it <laughs> became its own thing <laughs> and, so cool and you guys it's just the two of you right yeah. like you'd make them yourselves yeah. like mm-hmm. this is not like a candle corporation like no. this is you two doing it yourself Small it's in my bedroom mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> all that good stuff yes. but yeah and even like in terms of like experiences like like a big thing in the pandemic is a lot of people loved to work like 
at coffee shops and stuff. So we uh-huh. made a coffee shop candle with a Spotify playlist. that's like live acoustic music to like kind of give you the same feel. So yeah. like we really wanted to fill a lot of voids in people's lives that like suddenly yeah. disappeared because of the pandemic. That yeah. was like a big thing that we yeah. like needed to and do. And create an ambiance at home that like was centered around having fun, music, dance around your apartment, like let loose a little with your roommates. Like you're all stuck at home together. So why not enjoy more than just the candlelight? Like yeah. really built Also it. get really drunk. Also, yeah. Here's a cocktail. <laughs> that too. I have bought your candles before yes. and I loved them. And One, raves about oh, them. Oh, I talk about Thank them all the time. You. And I've actually <laughs> sent them as a gift yes. before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I person, that, order. that person literally was like, um, where did you buy? Like, where do I buy these? Because yeah. I want to now send them as a gift to someone else. Oh, and so nice. like, if that I mean, doesn't tell so you. And yeah. word of mouth, I think really says a lot about a brand. You know, For if sure. you have customers passing it on to their friends and their friends passing it on to their friends, like no marketing yeah. budget can ever do yeah. that for you. No. Organic. No, Organic. and that's kind of how it's been, even from the mm-hmm. beginning with through like friends and family. Like friends and family is the reason why we broke even the, the day we opened. Day. Wow. The first day. Yeah, because like, like thousands in sales on our first day. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I swear. That's amazing. I in love the middle that. of a pandemic. Well, what love was that. crazy about that that whole experience, right? Because mm-hmm. we had conceived the like the company before we even knew there was going to be a pandemic because it was very much a theme during the pandemic that everyone was like I'm going to start my own thing yeah. meanwhile we had already been working on it yeah so yeah. It which was, is good though oh no it was yeah. Liddy McTitty was like, I loved it we <laughs> had like just like the bare bones down like yes. we didn't yeah. start buying anything until the pandemic and we got yeah. our stimmy checks but we had like at least put a business plan together and yeah. kind of like had the outline ready yeah well also our stimulus checks is what funded the company yes, yes. So. no which is but like there you go That's I mean good. Isn't that what they were meant to do? Yeah. Stimulate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that's exactly what we did. Yeah. And you put that money into the economy and then you yeah. made that money back. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. That is so on the first day. <laughs> on the first day. Okay. So before we go any further, yes. we have multiple good things to talk about with yeah. your company. So you are <laughs> launching a holiday collection, correct? Yeah. The holiday mm-hmm. line. And we have it in front of us. Yes. yes. So, so exciting. So I'm going to take one. Mm-hmm. Daniel and I have to fight over who gets which one. We're not going to fight. I'm going to let you pick. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so, so these are, uh, there's actually four candles in the collection. These are two. One is a new one that I'm really excited about. One is from last season that we brought back. Okay. And so let's just, for anyone listening, they come in a beautiful cotton muslin bag yeah a drawstring bag Mm -hmm. um and i love it it's adorable and then the candle itself is inside a mason jar yeah a A mason Mason mason-esque jar it's like a jelly jar yes it's a yes a jar which (laughs) p.s daniel this is your word but the gift with purchase Mm. um that you get with this is basically you get this jar correct correct did i use that correctly uh gift with purchase you get the bag in the jar and i use these jars all the time like the ones that i have had from other candles like we put random whatever like Mm -hmm. whether it be like extra bibs and bobs or like other I don't know like food items like uh, there's things in my house that are in these jars that I have been reusing and it's been really plus they're fully recyclable yes and you can reuse them even with beverages and stuff once the soy wax is gone um, we use toxic free fragrance oils as well so it's completely safe for you to drink out of or store food in like whatever you might want to do oh I was already doing that so I'm glad that I now know that it was (laughs) I mean of course of course course. (laughs) so the scent that I have in front of me is lemongrass and green tea called little spoon it's called little spoon Mm -hmm. and as a smell that one too Lifelong oh, little spoon. Good. I yeah. literally. A professional. Oh, that's yes. a good one. I love it. 
So thank you. It thank smells you. great. It smells really clean. Yeah. And I, it does have like a fragrance that I can smell like it was on the table and I could smell it from where mm. I'm sitting, but it's not overpowering. Yeah. It feels really pleasant. Thanks. Um, and it's mixing with what's in the room. It's not like, ooh, you know, a lot of times yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a sensitive fragrance person. So sometimes a smell yeah. will give me a headache like yeah. instantly. Totally. My this sister's is the same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, it smells really good. Also on the bottom of this, do you notice that there's this little like QR code mm-hmm. with a Spotify logo? So yes. literally the Spotify playlist that you're supposed to play while you mm-hmm. burn yeah. this is right there for you. Yeah, I love that. Ready this is so, that part's so fun. The full yeah. sensory experience. Yep. Totally. Um, I remember you used to have, was it Big Spoon? So actually Big Spoon is a part of our permanent line mm-hmm. um, and Little Spoon we brought out for like the holiday season. So right mm-hmm. now that's like kind of the seasonal one that comes through and we keep it all the way through to like Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of been a huge, re- actually a really big request is being it put on the permanent line. Um, so that's something we're looking at. We want to expand the like selection of like the permanent line, like once like we get bigger and bigger. So mm-hmm. hopefully I would love to do that. Big spoon. What are the, the, what are the scents yeah. for big spoon? Though? So it's lavender mm-hmm. and white sage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, this is a great candle. Yeah. Like I remember burning <laughs> it and being like, wow, I want to have like that 17 one's a, of these. Definitely a favorite. Like that sure. one is a bestseller too. And I just think lavender in any home, like if you're obsessed with lavender, you're obsessed with it. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's your chapstick, it's your shampoo, yes. yeah. it's your deodorant, it's everything, yeah. literally. You can't yeah. go wrong. No. Um, the one I have is What a Prick. It is fra- <laughs> This is, P.S., this is the one that I'm 100% taking home. I haven't even smelled it yet, and I already know. You can have it. Um, it's Fraser Fur, which is my favorite thing, mm-hmm. and hemp. Yeah. And so, let's see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hello. Oh, it smells yes. amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, it smells like a really it's, expensive store in the mall. Yeah, yeah. it smells like, yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely I like a pine yeah. needle f- mm-hmm. scent. Uh-huh. I want to say flavor. That's not what it is. Scent. We actually call them flavors. Yeah, we do, do you really? We do. At our markets, we always have like a flavor menu with us. I love so. that. Um, You're on the right track. It smells yeah. great. Thank you. <laughs> like gonna be ordering a whole box of them. I love that. And know that, and please know that like my Christmas tree, yeah, yeah. as this is released, has been up for 15 days already. I oh love my God, that. I like love that. I, November 1st, it, it is and was. It's Christmas. Going up. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, so. This will already. This will be by the time that this episode airs. This will already be done. Yeah. <laughs> Cuteness Honestly, and flavors probably. aside, yeah. I am a business person. Love. Let's talk numbers. Oh, how many sure. burn hours am I getting, and how oh, much does this cost? Here me? week. This is my favorite thing. Yes. So uh, there are twenty dollars candles. Okay. Um, and there are forty to fifty hour burn time. Ooh, so that's no, a lot of burn. And, yeah. And it as from experience, like you're like, all right, I'm gonna like burn through this in a day, uh-huh. and it's like you don't make a dent in it. You don't. Mm-hmm. I love that, and yeah. that's because of the soy right exactly it's exactly that go off science so (laughs) i love talking about this stuff he does so basically with the 40 to 50 hour burn time there's a whole conversation around like different types of waxes you can use right so there's more like natural based ones like ours is soy wax there's coconut there's beeswax a lot of the time i tell a lot of people you need to stay away from paraffin waxes it comes from fossil fuels they burn through a lot quicker so a lot of big major companies tend to use that wax because it's cheaper um, it actually makes the scent a lot stronger, but that goes to your point of like, it's not necessarily yeah, like getting a headache from it. Yeah. 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 Like, and that's going to happen where with soy wax it makes it a lot more neutral, but it's going to mm-hmm. burn a lot longer. I love that. So we, that's obviously the route we wanted to go to because obviously it's more sustainable and mm-hmm. it makes more sense to like have a natural product. Cause a question we get all the time is actually funny enough. Is it safe for my pet? Like my dog, my cat, like 
is the toxin is like what it was like what it's giving off is that gonna like harm anyone or anything yeah and with any natural base wax it's always like super safe for anyone and it's also not Like, I don't want it to slap me in the face when I walk in the in the room. Totally. No, like, I that's want, absolutely not what I we want. We do have one candle that does that, but... For Which sure, is? It's called Send Nudes. It's a <laughs> banana nut bread and honey. But, like, honestly, like, I love a sugary treat. So it's yes. like, if you're trying to fool people that you just baked a cake all day, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, can I get a slice? And you're like, oh, just finished it, girl, sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. bring <laughs> off the candle. You know, that's <laughs> amazing. Um, But that's the one thing is, like, I remember, bur- this was, like, early pandemic. Mm-hmm. I yeah, was, yeah. like, I had them, and I would, like, burn them while I was working at my desk. And, yeah. it would, like, you would walk into the room from, like, going to the bathroom, and it would be, like, ooh, that, like, smelled, like, a little ooh, but not, like... <laughs> It smells like fucking like, Victoria's oh, Secret hello. in here. You yeah. know what I mean? It's right. Like it's overpowering. And it's hard, right? Because yeah. you want to support local small businesses. Totally. You want to mm-hmm. do the natural thing. Uh, yeah. And sometimes it's like, this is my Not friend's good. company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is like such a treat. Thanks. Even if I didn't know you guys, I would love it. this. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and what I will say is like, I've been traveling a lot for work yeah, yeah. and like been living out of hotels mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. boss like who has like a much bigger suitcase than me and she is on the road for a f- three times as long as I am mm-hmm. when we're like going on these like shooting excursions. She like has a candle I love in that. her bag that she like pulls out and lights in her hotel room. Yeah. That's amazing. Like this is a perfect candle for that. Yeah. Is it right. not? It is really compact. It is literally has a and lid. It has a lid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not getting like wax or like your clothes aren't like touching. going touching. in there and touching yeah. like yeah. the it like won't melt the, all over your the style. ash right. of the yeah. surrounded by glass. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. this is a perfect travel candle. It yeah. is. Actually that's such a good Fun. point. I know. You're welcome. Let's add that to the <laughs> website. <laughs> FAQ. <have> <laughs> It's a perfect travel candle, in my opinion. I love and that. And it's funny because I actually have done a bunch of traveling this oh, past yeah. year. And I've brought the candles everywhere. Like, I've brought them as gifts for friends. Yeah. I went to Greece. I went to Jamaica, Hawaii. Like, I was all over the place. And they came wow. with me everywhere. <laughs> and they held up they in, had, on the road? Yeah. They held up on the road. And, like, even, like, TSA agents were like, I want one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so great. Yeah, I was, actually, like, pushing us at the Someone air, DM'd us recently because they were, like, TSA, they checked my bag and they see a send nudes candle. And, and people they are laughing, laughing about it and people that's love amazing. it. That's yeah. amazing. Like, that's actually kind of iconic. It's like a, yeah. yeah, it is iconic. And it's fun. Like, it's, it's, this isn't a candle that you can see mm-hmm. everywhere. Like, there's a fun name. It has, yeah. a, in my opinion, the, the scents are all very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah. were like very different than ones that I normally would, yeah. would for sure have yeah. in like a candle store. so fun. Well, that was the biggest challenge, right? Cause like in, the, in a pandemic, that was the biggest thing with the candle company. It's like, of course there was a business insider article that was all about the candle industry went up by like 300%. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. you're a new brand, if you're not all these like other major boutique brands mm-hmm. that have actually made a name for themselves, it's like, how do you sell a candle that no one can smell? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going to be the thing that's going to catch people's and for eyes? Us, it was the cheeky names. Yeah, for like, yeah. sure. Because we we have some discontinued ones, but like candles like Morning Wood, Pool Boy, like yeah. we did all that for like, obviously because we're like, have really dark humor and we're like mm-hmm. ridiculous people. Well, it's like funny. Yeah. And it's funny, but I think like you have to play to what is happening in the world. In and the world, we yeah. had to catch people's eyes somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that leads me right into my next question. What are you doing for Black Friday? How are you catching the attention of the nation, of the social media airwaves, and of your neighborhood here in Brooklyn? Yeah. Yes. Um, So we are preparing um, for Black Friday right now. We're launching the candles a little bit early for Black Friday, the holiday collection. 
And we've been working with a company called Flush Packaging, and they design like eco-friendly um, packaging with corrugated, reusable, um, recycled uh, cardboard. Love. And uh, we just got our final prototype made. So it's like a four pack like situation that when you open the candle, you see the Spotify codes and everything. Oh, like, cool. The box is a tuck box. It's like super nifty for shipping and great quality and great thing for the earth and very very low price for us so mm-hmm. so good for gifting yes great for gifting it's a good time yes. uh, yeah and it's just because usually our whole thing is like oh we'll release them we'll have a good time do like a giveaway mm-hmm. or two but um our whole thing is like putting like a nice gifted package together for like black friday specifically mm-hmm. so that's kind of like the, yeah the last year black for. friday like snuck up on us and this year we're actually like prepared prepared for to do it, it. Yeah. yeah well enough for nothing i d- i sent the like three i think it was three of them as a gift mm-hmm. and like i was it was like he was like this is so thoughtful thank you so much like it really yeah. was a great gift to have like three different scents he's mm-hmm. like he was like this is so funny like yeah. it was truly like it was a great gift i have done what you're saying and it it paid off handsomely and something that we've talked about in terms of sustainability but also in terms of black friday is the convenience aspect so it mm-hmm. sounds like you guys have a convenient gift option yeah yes. that if you're looking you you don't know what the scent that you mm-hmm. want is or you're looking for like a yeah. slightly more substantial sized gift yeah for it's sure this four pack well it's this four pack. what's actually i uh, tbt i used to work for lush and so <laughs> oh one gosh, tip lush. i always gave to people was like they're like oh my god stuff is so expensive here also if you're listening this is a fun fact at lush but I would always tell people, I'm like, just buy the giant gift that's $250 that comes with 40 products oh. and then just take everything, put it in it mini, like mini bags and then yeah. you have a gift for 40 people yeah. and no, you keep literally. the cute little yeah. box for yourself. Yeah. And so that's kind of the idea with the Black Friday like box is that you can give it straight to someone and give them four candles or you can just split it up and give it to multiple or people. Gifts, or yeah. three for you, one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That. A gift for you for me. Yeah. Yes. Well, Chris, well, Christmas, Monica, <laughs> all that like holiday shopping, like yeah. I am a huge advocate for like, if you're going to buy for other people, you should also buy for yourself. Yeah. And I know you guys have at least one other exciting announcement. Yes. So um, we actually have, did we, we actually haven't told anyone we yet. Haven't. So this, this is, is the first time we're making this Spill the tea. <laughs> but, but when okay. this airs, it will already have happened. Yes. But go ahead. Yes. Um, so we are going to be opening our first storefront in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Ah! Insert screams. But Thank like, <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, it's button. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but yeah, no. So we're going to be opening our first storefront and actually giving people like mm-hmm. the nose best experience that we wanted to give them since the beginning. That whole That's experience incredible. of synesthesia, like bringing it to you in a store like where you can and come candle visit. making events define synesthesia so synesthesia <laughs> is the blending of all of your senses and so it basically is like sight sound smell yeah. everything together yeah. you're experiencing it all at once and different things are triggering it so each of each element that we have like as part of our marketing program but also that come with each candle is meant to inspire that feeling that's really cool and i cannot wait to have that experience in, in my in neighborhood, neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like around the, the corner yeah. i'm so i'm so glad you guys are bringing mm-hmm. that to bushwick thank you no anytime <laughs> um what's one thing that you guys do in your own lives that's sustainable so I really like started my sustainability journey, like probably during the pandemic in 2020, like cool. when I became more aware of like how much garbage I was creating, like how much takeout I was ordering, um, all of those things. And I mean, most recently I've even taken it a step further and I 
just applied for my building to be part of like a composting program. Yes. Amazing. Yes. And I have a backyard where me and my dad do like compost right now, like just nice. small on our deck. But aside from that, like just, I know Christian uses like reusable straws and all that. I, love I use reusable tote bags. I try to like minimally Name a New buy. Yorker who doesn't use a reusable yeah, tote bag. Yeah, like I try to minimally buy things that are packaged in plastic. Like I really try to eat whole foods as much as possible. Very cool. So it, just small things. Like mm-hmm. I think being sustainable is completely attainable um, if it's done in the right ways that fit your lifestyle. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'm like psychotic because I've been like a little like advocate person like since I was so young. Like I remember one time I yelled at my mom because she was like moving a tree in the backyard and I was like, how dare you? She's like, we're putting a jacuzzi there. I was like, I don't care. So it was very like, oh my God, that is so relatable. Well, it's like, it's like very Long Island mom. Just that like, is. like I have to feel like I'm in Montauk every single day of my life. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, we live in Smithtown. Yes. Get with it. So, like... We're Center ah, Island, Mom. Yeah, like, Mom, we're in the middle. Of, like, there's a bull statue in the middle of the street. Like, calm down. But, like... But, no, for me, it's always been, like... Um, I actually went vegetarian when I was, like, in the seventh mm-hmm. grade. Wow. Like, because we read, like, Upton Sinclair's yes. Jungle, and I lost my mind. I said, how dare they put rats in the meat? But then, like, obviously, that doesn't happen anymore. But because, you know, question mark. Thank you, FDA. Yeah, thank you, FDA, (laughs) question mark. But um, but definitely, like Brittany said, just like every like aspect of life is just like, okay, what are the the steps that I need to take and Mm -hmm. slow steps? Right. Because I feel like sometimes people are thinking, you know, I have to go cold turkey and really just make it all. And you, it gets so overwhelming yeah. that people just give up, right? So well, and we we advise against that. Yes, yeah, because it's like we that's not say, at, one at thing all at a time. attainable yeah. to yeah. do. Yeah. So it's the tote bags, it's the reusable straws, it's bringing your own mug yeah. to Starbucks, it's you know all these like little things yeah. here and there that like accumulate into this like experience. Only buying secondhand, mm-hmm. like I am a Craigslist slut. Really? Oh, I you know every, that like, has multiple connotations. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out, listeners. But I think that, like, for me, it's like I've I've gotten couches on like yeah, Craigslist. Yeah, I've yeah. sold bikes on like my friends are like, yeah. I'm just gonna throw it. I'm like, no, I'll sell it. Which like obviously like that's why I have a business because it's fun. But yeah. But see, I think that's two great things that you guys are saying. One yeah. is that you're walking the walk in a way that's authentic mm-hmm. and. You know, you're bringing it into your business and it's part of what you're selling, but it's also yeah. part of who you are. Yeah, yeah. it's our value. Yeah, for and sure. I love sure. that. And the other one is that you have hit on a point that we make a lot, which is that there's actually money to be made in mm-hmm. inside so doing the right thing. Oh, on TikTok, I lose my mind. There, I've seen so many people who are like, new side hustle, buy couches and like make them better and then sell them double the price. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much like room and space inside of like zero waste sustainability world where like there's so many ways to make money and do better. Yeah. And it's kind of a really hit like big miss that a lot of people don't like want to look at because I I don't know, they think it's challenging or, you know, the, the resources, but really it's like a really easy way to step into Mm -hmm. either a new career or a new side hustle. Like it or hobby, like honestly, it makes you so much more creative. Like if you are going to like reuse, or reupholster something for the first time. Like it's a whole journey. Like mm-hmm. you, you take so much pride in it. Once you're finished, you're like, I did that. So yeah. it I makes it even more shelf. special and <laughs> unique. So, well, I love what you guys are doing. I love my new candle. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, where do people find you? Uh, yeah. So we're on, we've changed our social media so many times. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, 
mm-hmm. Knows Best Candles, knowsbestcandles.com. We ship all across the U.S. and Puerto Rico, hopefully international very, very soon. <laughs> and then obviously, like, if you want to come hang out with us, we'll, we'll be in a bunch of markets in the city. But of course, like, come to our store in Bushwick. Yes. And it's you. nose best spelled like your nose that you smell. Yeah, out. like your nose knows best. Exactly. N-O-S-E-B-E-S-T. Yes, Candy. you'll you catch us on Knickerbocker app. Yeah, either 92 or 96, I don't remember. Just Google it, we'll be there. Congratulations Thanks. on the launch of the store Thank and the holiday so collection and happy burning. <gasps> Burn at your own enjoyment, that's our tagline. Yeah. yeah. Burn at your own enjoyment. <laughs> Burn at your own enjoyment. No Thanks for coming candles. on the show, guys. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Oh my God, that was so much fun. They're really funny. And it's a good product. It's a really good product. Like I did, I bought these already before we did this. Like I'm not just like blowing smoke up their ass. It's like I am a customer. And it was, and I've always had a great experience with their products. I'm serious. Between recording that interview and this very moment, I have lit the candle and I love it. And it smells great. It smells great in here. And it's not insane. Like I'm not, I don't have a headache. Like it's like, you know, you get a candle sometimes. It's like, oh my God, ugh. So something that Brittany said that really stuck with me was that during the pandemic was when she kind of started transitioning towards a more sustainable lifestyle. And one of the things that she said she threw out a lot of was takeout containers. Did you notice that? I didn't. It's so funny because our next guest... Is solving that problem right now. Yeah. So we're about to talk to Lauren Sweeney, one of the founders of... Deliver Zero. Which is a zero waste takeout option so this is a service that i desperately need desperately because my biggest waste in this world is takeout food containers period done there's no question about it and so when i saw this app i believe that one of my friends posted about it i downloaded it immediately only to find out it does not exist in hoboken and that's breaking my heart and I'm on my knees begging and pleading that you please expand to Hoboken, New Jersey so I can use your app every day. Um, the app is called Deliver Zero and we have the founder, Lauren Sweeney, with us. Welcome. Hey, Chris. Hey, Daniel. Uh, I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. What? How did you come to ha- have this idea that is a, a genius idea? And ex- and we'll get into what it, how it actually works, but tell us how you kind of came to this. So it was funny. I was actually running this little experimental agency and thinking about trying to scale that into a startup. And then I was like, someday after I make some money doing that, I want to open a zero waste juice shop. Um, instead, I went to a networking event one morning it used to happen every morning, every Friday morning, 830 at Bar Premi. And this guy stood up and he said, I have an idea to build a zero waste version of Seamless, which is, I swear how he put it. Now he's like, did I say that? I'm like, yeah, that, that's exactly how it went. Um, and that guy was my co-founder, Adam. Um, he was basically like, I don't know exactly how to reach customers with this idea. Um, but th- this is, this is something I've been thinking about and I'm ready to bring into the world. So sat down with him. That was a Friday, had coffee with him on Monday. And by Monday night, I was joining him as his co-founder. And I thought maybe I can do this little agency thing and keep using that to make money and join this dude I met four days ago as his co-founder and do both and be a single mom and it'll all work. 
And instead we launched Deliver Zero. We had a third co-founder, Byron, join us and really quickly had this response that um, doesn't happen a lot in startups or with any business where people were instantly like, yes, this is something we need. Uh, where have you been all my life? And that was when we were you know, brand new. I think in the very beginning, it was just eight restaurants in Park Slope and immediately customers were really enthusiastic. And as a person who's been around startups, I saw that there was something special there. Um, I, I realized, you know, we weren't the only ones. I always use this example of standing in my old office holding sushi containers that I rinsed out and I'd look at them and see these are black plastic. I feel weird putting plastic in the garbage bin, but it's going to go to landfill. Yeah. Even if I put it in recycling, it could contaminate stuff. Like I'll rinse it. So hope like it, the, this wishful recycling that happens and take out and for, you know, busy New Yorkers like myself, there, there's not a better solution. I, I can't all. cook every meal myself. No. I'm a mom who works 80 hours a week on a light week. I'm not, I'm not going to be making my own hummus on top of that. So I was excited to, you know, create a solution and kind of thought other people had the same problem, but to see the response that came in so quickly was really exciting. Um, so we spent about three months growing in Brooklyn. This was November, 2019. So we had this three month run that was really magical and really fun and affirmed everything we were doing. And then we were getting ready to launch in Manhattan when this virus entered the news cycle. And we're like, this is a weird moment to launch in Manhattan. Like, let's wait hmm. a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's wait for this to blow over. I think the kids are going to be off from school. Yeah, like, ha. this is getting weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ha, ha. We're gonna, let's wait till April. Yeah. So, so it's insane to, to go back and think yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. It's moving so moving weird. right through that. Go ahead, continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we ended up going on hiatus for three months, redesigned the whole platform, launched in Manhattan, summer of 2020 had this really fun run. We thought, you know, we're going to take over the world. We're going to compete with DoorDash and Seamless and all those other platforms that are already multi-billion dollar companies because customers are so excited about this. Customers want this. But then what we found when we went to raise more money from VCs, because that's what you have to do to make something Mm -hmm. a thing these days, is VCs were terrified of the idea of basically rebuilding these platforms just to layer on a network of reusable containers. Mm. They said, basically all of them said, why don't you just focus on the reusable container part and work with the existing platforms? And took a few months for us to come around to that. It was a hard pill to swallow, but seeing like, yes, customers are excited about this solution, um, but this isn't the only way of providing that solution. Right. Like, why are we trying to rebuild what several multi-billion dollar companies have already built? And we're spending all of our time and energy doing that. And then when we're lucky, we get to focus on what we care about, which is zero waste. Well, and it's this like David and Goliath, like, you know what I mean? Like why go up against these giants when you can just give them a solution that works really well? Exactly. So we 
had this crazy pivot. Um, we built um, a new system that allows customers to now order in person at any restaurant we work with, um, order through other apps, um, now on DoorDash and Caviar as of literally today. So wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God, yeah. congratulations. I'm like seeing slacks. Yeah, like things, are, right things are like flying in as you do this. Yeah. That's I'm like, amazing. I have a lot of calls that I'm just kind of like keeping and I'm like, oh, wow, like my life is potentially changing today. That's so um, cool. And you'll I was hear this. And you, looking yeah, at the sorry. website today and I noticed that and I thought that was so great, but I didn't realize that it was new today. Yeah, today. That's amazing. Oh, good. So that means the changes are alive. You've the had changes are alive, girl. <laughs> more recently than I have. Um, so super psyched about that. Um, I'm really excited about, I think we're entering a new chapter where, you know, I can focus on uh, reducing waste as much as humanly possible and like maybe a tiny bit more. It's so, it's such a good idea. I want to hear exactly what like it is. And before I say that, what you've done is really interesting because we always on the show and in our lives talk about how can we make these corporations do something better for the environment? How can we eliminate these kind of waste things? And you're actually doing that. You're not like you're supplying a solution to this problem that so many of us, especially people in big cities have of like, I order my lunch every day at the office or like at home. I don't have time to cook myself lunch. So I'm ordering out like takeout or delivery. I wish I, it didn't come in this container that I then have to recycle that I know it's not actually going to get recycled. So it's like, I love the fact that you're actually creating a solution to that problem that will be implemented by these huge corporations that like we all are kind of addicted to because they're so big. So walk so us through how it works. Oh yeah. So I did not cover that at all. We launched with this platform that works similar to others. Search your address, find some food, order. And then when you order through us, it comes in reusable containers. That's still a thing. You can still go on our site, search your address and order food through our platform. When you see the button that says courier accepts returns, that means the containers your Thai food came in can be delivered, can be returned to the courier who delivers your sushi or your Chinese food. Um, So I order, so let's say, okay, I'm ordering sushi from my favorite sushi place and they are a place that carries your product. It's going to not come in that little like uh, black, like, little uh sushi container that has a little bamboo on it and like you we all know it like it's not coming in that it's coming in a deliver zero reusable i think i believe they're like a aqua blue color yes like um it's kind of like what you think when you would get like uh i want to say similar to like an oxo uh that you would get at like a bed bath and beyond like clip clips on four sides kind of container right yeah it feels Uh, more like a tupperware yeah yeah. Um, so when you order with us, your food comes in these reusable containers that you can return to any restaurant on our network, regardless of where you got them from. So you could have gotten them through a caviar order and then you order in person at another restaurant we work with and just hand and like bring them back to, back that, to that restaurant. Yeah. And when you hand them yeah. back, are you supposed to hand them back all clean? So we ask that our customers rinse the containers just because people have to touch them and Nobody wants to touch day old pad thai or two week old pad thai. Yeah, love that. Um, but our restaurant partners sanitize them in the commercial dishwashers that they already use to wash the forks we eat off of when we dine in in restaurants. Love it. Uh, we do want to expand into dishwashing, or uh, there are a couple of other companies uh, that operate on a more B2B level 
that we could work with to handle dishwashing because there, there are tons of restaurants that don't have their own dishwashers and we want to serve them eventually as well. What's working about our system now is there's no additional transportation energy in returning the containers. The customers are returning them as part of their day-to-day -day lives or they're handing them back to a courier that's already going back to a Deliver Zero restaurant. Uh, the other thing is they're being put in dishwashers that will already be run. A dishwasher might be running at half, half capacity anyway, so we're not creating additional water use or energy expenditure there. Uh, this is something that's uniquely exciting about where we are now. I think at scale, we could need to introduce new dishwashing processes, but data from upstream shows that even with dishwashing processes considered, reuse still uses less water than single use. I mean, that makes sense, well, right? Yeah. And it's like, not for nothing. Yes, it's not perfect and it's not completely, you know what I mean? It's not a perfect system, but it's way better than having 17 bajillion uh, takeout containers that I know are not going to get recycled, even if I put them in the recycling. Bin. I also love what you're saying is backed up by data that you guys are collecting and, mm -hmm. and analyzing because I think so much of the sustainability community is so interested in poking holes in solutions. That's something that we've talked a lot about on this show. And what I want for people looking for solutions is that comfort and reassurance that the company is doing that legwork, checking those metrics, and offering you a solution that even though they're self-aware is not perfect, is analyzed and confirmed to be better. So kudos to you guys for just taking care of every single part of the process and dotting every I and crossing every T. Yeah, and like you said, we're not perfect. Uh, existing as a human being on this planet right now means creating emissions. So this is where systems change really comes into play because say a big company like Amazon isn't going to net zero unless they're adopting circular solutions. Right. If they're continuing to send out endless packages and single use packaging, there's, there's no real path to net zero. But similarly for us or you know, for DoorDash, if they're using our containers, there's no path to net zero without clean transportation energy. Mm. And the restaurants need to be running on clean energy. So it's all part of systems change. That's something we talk I, about with Zero Waste Daniel. You know, I can use all the trash fabrics in the world, but until they're made in a different way, the fabrics themselves will never be perfectly sustainable. And the sewing machines running on the grid are never going to be perfectly sustainable. So we have systemic paradigm shift work to do, but each of these little solutions are cumulatively better. And I feel like you're starting that, like you're starting that you, I literally have always said, like, I wish there was a way that I could get these takeout orders in something that I'm not going to just immediately throw in my recycle bin. That's not actually going to get recycled. Exactly. Like, and you're doing that and I love it. And I'm begging you to come to Hoboken, please, whatever I need to do, tell me and I will help you. <laughs> Thank you. The best thing we can do is ensure that this DoorDash pilot goes super well because I'm, they can help us get everywhere so fast. So fast, right? And that's kind of what you want. I mean, why do the legwork? It's like what you were saying earlier. Why do the legwork when you can have these people that already have the systems in place? Like, And you're changing the system. That's what I think is really important. Well, so this leads me to our next question because I think with especially big companies, tech companies, 
marketing and incentivizing customers to to participate in their new programming is a huge part of how you see success and, and an ROI on that new venture. So what does Black Friday look like for you guys? Is that something that you're taking into account? Is that something that DoorDash is going to be pushing? What can you tell us in the food space and the delivery space? Uh, so I can tell you that we basically only made gift cards a thing on our site last year when all of a sudden around this time of year, customers were asking if we had them. And at first our response was, no, we don't, but we should get on that. And we got on it really quickly. Um, so it's a thing. People are looking to give gifts during the holidays, but customers are increasingly conscious of consumerism and the impacts of that. So we do want to offer people a way of giving gifts sustainably. So there are uh, gift cards available on our site and then gift cards available on DoorDash. And on DoorDash, you can actually send someone an order. So if you know your friend lives in the East Village or Williamsburg or the Lower East Side, and you want to send them a meal rather than sending them a gift card, you can actually send them a meal from these select restaurant partners who are part of our pilot with DoorDash and Caviar through the DoorDash and Caviar apps. So that's just one way of showing people we care during the holidays, but without getting involved in all of these supply chain issues that are really highlighting the fact that we're consuming way too much. I yeah. mean, I, I actually love this as a solution too, because this is a way for you to A, show someone you care, B, give a gift, but C, support this change. So if you're like, well, I don't really order takeout or I only can eat so much food, you can actually support this positive change by showing DoorDash that people are going to engage in this service. And it's like, people love getting food, right? People love get. it's like food is love. So... Plus, guess what I don't need? Like another gift that I don't actually need that I like make up that I want so that someone buys it for me for Christmas. Guess what I do like? A gift card. Hello. And I think people- And guess what else I like? Food a lot. I think something about gift giving is that you want to give people things that are going to use, but that they might not buy or try for themselves. And so this is a great way for someone who's interested in sustainability, but might not know or might not be ready, or it's just dipping a toe in the water. dipping a toe is what I was going to say. Right, dipping the toe. And so if you get a Deliver Zero order or through DoorDash, you're using that reusable container, it's like you can- open someone's eyes to a new way of living. And be, yeah, and it, it's especially someone that's like, oh, I wouldn't normally do this, but be like, oh, that was so easy. And like, I, it was great. Especially like, your I, friend who orders takeout constantly or you're a kid or you're a sibling or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. And it's a good way, not for nothing. It's a good way to, like, I always want to promote local businesses. Like I always, I love the food around where I live. Like I love being able to give them my money to feed me. Yeah. So it's like, that takes the guilt out of that. And I think it's a really good idea. And I also think for the companies that are taking on those reusable containers and adding that layer to their process, you want to show them that you appreciate it. So engaging in the service and making them feel like it was worth mm. it to sign up and, and participate is the best thing we could do. Oh, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I'm really flattered by everything you all just said. And you made so many of the points that we tried to make. And it sounds so much better coming from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're here to gas you up anytime. Yeah, truly. Um, What's one thing that you do in your own life outside of this that's like that um, is sustainable? So a few weeks ago, I had the chance to go to the TED Climate Countdown, which is a summit on climate change ahead of 
um, cough, which is happening basically now. Um, and I was invited to go largely because of my writing on sustainability and climate solutions in my weekly newsletter, which doesn't have a big subscriber base. Uh, but I try to share some climate optimism mm -hmm. with the people who follow my newsletter, like the fact that there is a pathway towards a better future. It just requires action right now, literally right now, like November 2021. It's time. This is it. So leaving the TED climate countdown, I felt more urgently than ever that I need to be writing as widely as possible on climate solutions and actionable ways to get involved because I feel many people are concerned over climate change justifiably and it crosses age divides, mm -hmm. gender divides, political divides. This is something that's not just for Democrats and people on the left to worry about. Republicans in the US are worried about it too. So people feel really disempowered when they learn about the realities of climate change. Um, and what many people don't realize is that there are scientists and business people and investors who are working really hard to create solutions that can get us through this mess and create a more equitable world. I think that we are going to get through this. I think that there are a lot of smart people working really hard and that at the end of this, we're actually going to end up with a world that is fairer to more people. And you know, on top of that, we'll have come together to solve the greatest problem we'll ever see as yeah, a of our time. Yeah. Where can people find your newsletter? Um, if you sign up for um, a Deliver Zero account, it goes out to anyone with a Deliver Zero account. Uh, cool. Someday I should meet enough that I'm. I mean, put it in my Instagram bio or something, but if you create a Deliver Zero account or on the Deliver Zero website, sign up for our newsletter. Um, it's not the typical uh, marketing spam. Yeah, like here's other 90 million emails. Play, I, we've already talked we've already about talked this on about the show. Emails. Oh my God, oh, enough. Anyway, yeah, that's amazing. Digital trash. No, but it's a good way to like, instead of just being like, here's a coupon and like, let me make you do this. Like actually- speaking to people. And I think that's really, really, really optimism important. and solutions, I think are and information in general are some of the most powerful tools. So I really commend you for putting your energy towards that. And thank you for all of the positivity you're putting out into the world. Thank you. I think that's what this movement needs. So I try to, to do that. Us. We you agree. Cut that part out. We agree. No, we agree. Um, so people can find deliver zero in the app store, correct? Um, so people can find us at deliverzero.com where you'll either be taken to the caviar app or can participate in the in-store experience and order in-store or order for delivery through our platform. And if you're looking on DoorDash or Caviar, like you there, you know, it's there. So try it. Lauren, thank you so much for speaking with us. Happy Black Friday. And um, I can't wait to start ordering Deliver Zero. Thank you so much, Chris. And thank you, Daniel. I'm so excited to be here today. And thank you for what you're doing to draw attention to sustainable solutions. Oh, it's our pleasure. And we're super excited to let everyone know that this is sustainable. It's super sustainable. Okay, that was fascinating. Again, something I need 
like something I would use every single day if it was available in my area. And I want it to be desperately if anyone was not um, already extremely aware of that. I'm already going to be using it. And what I think is so fun from that interview to our next interview is that we're going from ordering in to taking to go. And like this companion piece, a collab in the, in the future could be right. Yeah. So in a minute, we're going to talk to Megan Williams who found her way from being a literal Victoria's secret. No angel, an actual Victoria's secret model to an entrepreneur starting a sustainable coffee cup business, a collapsible one. I know it's really cute. It's really cute. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say about it. So we have Megan Williams from who knew with us, um, but Megan actually has a way more deep background and path into sustainability. Thanks for joining us, Megan. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to join you guys. Oh, so um, tell us a little bit about how you got this company started and tell us where we're talking to you from. So right now I'm in London. Um, I've been living here for the past year, but my well, I guess my lead into all of this was I was living in New York for the past seven years. Um, I'm, I'm English, but I came to New York when I was 19, 20 as a model. Um, and I have been modeling since I was about 14. But yeah, so I've lived the last seven years in New York working as a model in the fashion industry in the crazy city. I know, you know, Daniel living there. I mean, um, and working for some amazing brands. You've been, yeah. you've, I mean, tell us a little bit. Yeah, I've been really, really fortunate in my career. I've worked for some really big brands. I mean, Victoria's Secret was one of the brands that brought me to New York. I actually first came there to cast for their show when I was like 19. Um, I didn't get to walk that year, but I was able to walk um, a few years later. So I've walked in three Victoria's Secret shows. Um, wow. I've worked for Guest Jeans. That was a big client of mine. Um and lots of big designers like Ralph Lauren, Dolce & Gabbana. Um, I've been really, really fortunate to, you know, do things I never thought I was going to. Um, so that's been great. Yeah, it's been really And exciting. then you've also seen sort of like the wasteful side of things, like super up close. Yes, I definitely have. Um, I have seen, it, it's, it's a hard one for me. It's still a dilemma in my life where I'm still working for some of these brands and I do see the waste. Um, but I'm also seeing the shift in the last few years in the fashion industry, which is really exciting. Um, and I think it's only going to become more and more prevalent. So that's been cool. But yeah, I've seen it, the waste in the industry is, I mean, we know the facts are out there of how bad the fashion industry is. So I guess I've always been on the lookout. I didn't know where my lead into something else was going to be, but I've always been on the lookout for something that um, means means a little bit more to me and it's something I can really get stuck into and feels like I'm giving back in some way um, and that kind of led me into the world of sustainability through actually just really a need for a product is um, really how we came there and it was when I met my boyfriend about three years ago um, in New York and we started living together and we started to be much more aware of our consumption and our waste um, definitely you know being um, a team we were kind of looking that, at that together and he's a very outdoorsy earthy guy he has a place upstate off the grid so he definitely made me more aware of all the things that I was wasting and I, I don't think I was I wasn't that aware before 
And so, yeah, that was our lead into Who Knew, which is our little baby, our company we started working on at the beginning of 2019. So Who Knew, our first product we produced and why we started it was um, one of the things we were looking for was a coffee cup. Um, I live in, well, yeah, living in New York, we were rushing around. I would go from meetings to being on set to and on set in fashion, not just the clothes waste, but the production waste is huge because you, you're there, there's catering companies, they bring in everything for you. Um, and you are just wasting, like people would get loads and loads of coffee cups to get their drinks or whatever it is and just throw them away. Um, so there was a big waste there. And I was looking for something that I could literally slip in my small fashionable purse or pocket um, for a coffee cup. And it was really difficult to find one that really like stayed with us and was, you know, easy to use. So we produced our little coffee cup, which folds down. It's a silicone product. Um, yeah, it folds down to just two centimeters. Um, and that was our first product. And now we're coming out with the range where we have larger sizes, um, ranging up to 20 ounce. And so we'll have straws inside and they still fold down super small. Um, so yeah, that's really been my, my route into the sustainable world and actually learning, I think through having, through us thinking of this product and going down this idea of starting a business, it's opened my eyes up to so much. And actually Daniel was one of the people who I've learned from because during lockdown, I started a, a little podcast of my own um, called Coffee with Megan, where I was just chatting to different people in, in the fashion industry, particularly because it, it is a dilemma for me. I work in the fashion industry, but I'm also talking about sustainability and trying to lower your, your impact. Um, so I wanted to learn from all different people in the fashion industry, um, who are doing things in a different way. Um, and yeah, Daniel, I was amazing. He was one of my guests. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my story. I mean, I love it. And I love specifically two things that you pointed out. One is that you have seen fashion from every angle. And so the waste on set and the production waste is something that I think a lot of people don't think about. We think about sustainability and fashion, everyone goes straight to fibers and dyes and what's happening in store. But just to get those things in front of you, to have the photos online, to have the runway show, to have all of those things, that's actually a huge resource demand. And the other one is your personal experience, right? You wanted something for yourself for on set. And I always think that those products that are about using ourselves like something that you would really use are always the best ones that's how i got started making sweatshirts was i needed something to wear and so yeah. you know all the great dresses in the world all the cute fashion shows all the great insta photos none of that translated the way a sweatshirt i would actually wear would yeah and being someone who has a hunu cup and lives in new york city and like that fast-paced lifestyle this is a product that actually does help me on the go. I like to actually leave it sometimes in my car because it takes yeah. up like no space. And then I am like, oh, right. I do actually have a cup with me. And yeah. it's it's that simple. So kudos to you. And, and what a beautiful way to make something like actually useful for more than just a couple of seconds. Well, and yeah. that's, that's something I was going to say is that there's nine bajillion reusable coffee mugs, period you know, full stop. But this one is, is actually one that collapses down. And as someone who's starting to think more about sustainability in my everyday life and like on the go, fill it like, you know, I have, now I have 
some silverware that I'm going to carry with me that's that's sustainable. I now have my coffee mug. I have my water bottle. I have this. But not for nothing, like, that's a lot of stuff. Like, I can't carry my whole house around with me every day. So, yeah. you know, I could fill my whole backpack up with sustainability items, you know, to, like, make sure I don't use any waste. But then I don't have any room in my backpack for the things that I actually need to bring to work or to, into the city with me or wherever I'm going. The fact that this collapses down actually solves a problem that a lot of other sustainable items doesn't, you know, or creates a problem actually, rather than solving, you know, every problem, which I right, think is yeah. really, really, really interesting. I love how you said something you could fit in your fashionable purse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was huge for me because I, I love my small little purses. I mm -hmm. mean, having I, fashion is a big part for me, you know, and I didn't always have a big bag to carry my water bottle and then a cup. And the thing about the cup too, which is amazing about our Hunu cup is especially with our bigger sizes, but if you don't want to carry a water bottle around, um, you have a cup if you're at work or whatever, and you can you have access to keep refilling. That's really good too. So um, yeah, it was about making it as convenient as possible to make as many people as possible make the change because I think there's so many. Obviously, when we told our family and stuff, we're going to start a reusable cup company. Everyone was like, "Yeah, well, there's loads of those." Yeah. Um, but we wanted to really create something that worked was leak proof because that was huge for us and also it's just like it really does like our eight ounce our first product really does fit in a denim jean pocket like I don't think there's many cups that can do that so we wanted it as easy as picking up your wallet your keys your coffee cup you know and leaving the house and I mean for me it's become such obviously it's my product so but it's become such a routine just to grab it every time I leave the house um and then it's always there when it's small, that's the thing. It is really to go. It's like, there's so many, you know, it's, I've been thinking about it recently and being like, I'm really am carrying my home around with me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. In like certain ways. And I'm like, that can become extremely cumbersome. And so this really is, even from you just holding it up, I'm like, is that, that could, you could, I could think that was a wallet. You know what I mean? I yeah. could think it was your wallet. Yeah. And exactly. so it really is something that you can grab. It really is grab and go. Yeah. That's okay, so clearly we love it. Yeah. Um, and it also, I mean, not to mention comes in like really cute colors. It's yeah. like, it, it feels very fashion forward. And I do feel like oftentimes a lot of sustainability focused products feel like they come from like a commune somewhere. And this Slam. feels like city, pretty cute, like stylish, um, and also insanely useful, will fit in your teeny tiny purse. And so with all of those glowing reviews, now we need to get into like the business and consumer side of things. Like, what are you doing for Black Friday? What does that mean to you guys? Is that something you participate in? Is it something you care about? You know, it's, I know it's a massive day for entrepreneurs. So where are you at? Well, it's actually something we were really just discussing the last few days. Something for us is um, we, we won't be able to join in on anything for Black Friday this year just because we actually can't keep up with demand right now. And we're really, really lucky to be in that position. And it's really great. And we've got our new range coming. Um, but for us, Black Friday this year, I guess it's our really, I guess oh, it's our second Black Friday. Um, we won't be doing anything. Um, but it is interesting, the idea of Black Friday at being a sustainable company. And I was really thinking about this, about like, you know, where do we fit and what do you want to do with that? Um, obviously, Black Friday has a lot of negative things with overconsumption. And I definitely think that is that is a huge problem. Um, but I guess from a business side, look, companies are going to consistently be putting on sales. You want as a business to be able to 
I don't think the idea of Black Friday is going to go away. I think what needs to change is people's mental, you know, their thought process behind their consumption when they're going into it. Now, if you're going to support a company that is more eco-friendly and sustainable on Black Friday, that's amazing. So it's about, I think, your consumption on the day. Um, do I need this product? Look, I would love to get more of this in people's hands. Mm -hmm. So I would love to offer um a little deal on that and i don't think that's going to go away but i think the idea of you must buy everything on black friday is yeah it's a bit of a problem with the overconsumption of it we talked earlier in this episode about not for nothing like someone might not be able to normally afford a product maybe your maybe your product i don't know how much your normal cup yeah. goes for but Black Friday could be an opportunity for them to buy a bunch of those for a discounted price and actually make a change. You know what I mean? So it's it's like you're saying, like it's does it's not inherently bad. It's bad when you're when you treat it the wrong way. Yeah. I think that's like anything. I think it's just really I think the thing people need to talk about is just changing their buying habits in what they support. Now, if you're supporting a company like for instance, our company, um, we are part of 1% for the planet. So 1% of sales will go back at the end of the year, um, goes back to an organization that helps the planet. So I guess if you're looking at things like that, then where you're spending your money is better. But I also just think in general, people need to buy what they need instead of just like because it's on sale and they're like this is only five dollars, yeah. so let me buy this. Yeah. I've never really been, I've never been a person to shop like that I've never I mean I wasn't raised like that we weren't you know you see families who go out and they come back with bags and bags of clothes from a day out shopping it wasn't ever in my even though I work in fashion I've never <laughs> been that kind of person um but yeah uh it's an interesting one Black Friday I think it's I think more and more companies are you know trying not to push people just to buy for the sake of it on the day hopefully do you guys feel any pressure to participate yeah, I guess, I guess there is a pressure. It was something we spoke about. Um, I guess there is a pressure because as a company, you think, oh, you need to offer something. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I guess we would. We, I, I truthfully, we would offer something if we did have uh, enough product. To yeah, if you weren't too busy selling out. If you weren't <laughs> yeah, well, we're really lucky to be in that position. Yeah. Um, but I just, like I say, I don't think it's a negative um, offering incentives, but I think it's more the consumers, the consumers' choices. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. I think this is a really interesting stance. And I think for a product forward company to be in such a position that you don't have the inventory to support it and that you're able to sell them at full price, like good on you guys and don't succumb to the peer pressure. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. we want to know a little bit more about what you guys are doing at home in terms of sustainability but before we get off of who knew can you tell people where they can find it and how much the cup costs yeah of course um you can find who knew on our website at um we are you can find us on instagram we are who knew um and tiktok <laughs> um everything is we are and then h-u-n-u um it who knew is meant to stand for like who knew who knew this, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Who knew this was a coffee cup? Um, so yeah, that's really what it is. Um, you can, uh, we sell for $18. Um, so you can find us on our website. We also do sell via Amazon, um, which is a big channel for us as well. $18 is, is a great price point for this item. Can I just say that very quickly? 
as a very thank large consumer of every good imaginable? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We wanted to make it um, very available to people. You yeah. Know? Um, I, yeah, it's not, it's not something that, you know, we want to outprice. And also we know the product, you know, it's, it's small. We don't want to, we don't yeah. want to make it too expensive. I don't want to make it really available to people. I, like my sister always has one in her car and always has one in her handbag. And so she usually has one on her. So yeah. I, I love them. Listen, I love a multiple. Like, <laughs> yeah. like every, every time I need a computer, like I buy like seven computer chargers. Cause I'm like everywhere that needs this needs to have it right yeah. there, ready to go. <laughs> like anything like that. It's like a charger, like any kind of setup thing that you need. Like I buy multiples cause it's always good to have like, cause the point of it is that you're always going to have one. And if you only have one and it gets lost, like, and you are a person that loses things, like what's the point of buying this anyway? Exactly. I also love this product for gifting because yeah. I feel like, especially for men, it's got a little bit of like a gadget feel and like I, it's easy, it's small. Like you don't want to give someone some like big cumbersome thing, but this is like, it will literally fit in your mailbox. It's so small. And then exactly. it's like, oh, it like pops out and it's kind of fun. So like, if you're trying to switch someone's mind and they're like not going to carry around a bunch of extra stuff, this is, I think under $20, a great sustainable hack. We love it. Great stocking Thanks. stuffer, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But, but it's truly. Super great for um, outdoorsy people as well. Mm. It's really good for camping, really good for when you're packing light, really good for cyclists. Um, so yeah, I'm just selling it there, but you guys can find us on our yeah. website. <laughs> so before we let you go, can you tell us a little bit about what sustainability looks like at home for you? Like maybe what's one thing you guys are doing on the regular to be more sustainable? Yeah, of course. Um, well, I can give you two things. I'm looking at one right now, so that's why I'm thinking of it. We have something which I'm very lucky to live in a housing area that has this, but I live in a block of flats in London that has big compost bins outside that we use for the communal gardens. So something since I've lived here, which I found a little bit difficult to do in New York, um, was I compost all my food. So all our food scraps goes in there and then I take it outside and put it in the big bins. And then we have this guy who's a legend in our building and uses all that compost to like make little veggie gardens and stuff at the top in our communal gardens. So that's really cool and actually just makes me feel great every time I'm doing it mm -hmm. um so we're lucky to have access to that um and also a lot of the UK have access to that um there's a big food uh waste pickup system in the UK um I always had that when I was younger growing up so that's really great um and then another thing I do which also I'm lucky to have access for but I have a really great refill store near me um and it's, it's, I think there's quite a few across London and I'm sure you can find loads in New York. Um, but yeah, I get my milk from there. They have an oat milk refill machine that you can just take your glass bottles and get your own milk. They have all different nuts, seeds that you can take mason jars. They'll just weigh them. You can take anything you want to refill it in. They'll weigh them before and then weigh it afterwards. And so I refill on all of um, all like nuts, fruits, seeds, dry things like that. And then they also do like washing liquid. So I have a big bottle that I can take. And so it's refill like that. Um, that has made a huge difference to my waste. Um, they also have lots of loose fruits and veg. So it's things that you don't, that, well, you do realize once you start thinking about it, about how much waste you're producing from it. Um, so yeah, that refill store has really been a savior. 
I think that's so great because it shows people sort of like using your cup versus a disposable cup. You just go to one grocery store versus a different grocery store. And actually someone else who's on this episode owns a refill store here in New York. So uh, we'll definitely be shouting out a local resource for any of our New York listeners. Mm -hmm. And I think the point is that, you know, wherever you're listening from, just look up what your local bulk store is or see if your regular grocery store has a bulk section because it's a great way to cut down on packaging. That's such a good tip. It's honestly so great. Um, And yeah, this one's called Popoka, if anyone's in South London. (laughs) But um, it's really made a huge difference um, to the waste. Yeah. Well, good on you guys for making that a part of your lifestyle. And thank you for making this product available to so many people. We love it so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the support. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to tell us before we let you go? No, just keep an eye out. We've um, on Who Knew, we've been like making a lot more videos, a lot about our company and about how that startup culture um Vince my partner has been recording a lot about what it takes to you know start a company all we want it to be really like informative for people who want to do their own thing too because I guess part of our story is that I mean I come from mod- I've been modeling since I was 18 I've never really had my you know experience in anything else but it doesn't mean you can't start something so we kind of wanted to make it like uh a very informative um lots of advice and you know a bit of inspiration on you can do your own thing if you uh if you try <laughs> i think that's a great message and i can't wait to check it out and yeah. when does the new range launch the new range um we did our kickstarter for it that's how we've launched both of our products as well i think that's a really amazing piece of advice for people who want to start their own company is kickstarter is a great platform um to launch products and get funding for it um but our new range will be available on our website from december um we hoped it'd be a bit earlier but been a few delays with covid and things like that but we're really excited because the range is really cool and we've got a few different changes lots of cool colors so yeah from december but if you keep an eye out on our instagram you'll definitely be seeing it okay i legitimately do want one of those that cup i'm sorry throw it in the bag like just like what we said it's really cute have a couple and you have them wherever and then you're like and it solves that problem of like oh i have my reusable cup oh i put it in my car oh it's gone oh it's here oh it's taking up too much space like not for nothing all this stuff does take up space. It takes up a lot of space. You can't have your entire kitchen on your back every day. Yeah. It's like zero waste shouldn't feel like camping, right? I said, you know, um, not to quote Drop Dead Gorgeous in this, but I have, I'm surprised it's taken me this long to do so. But go for it. Whenever they are in, um, when she's at like the state uh, competition and it's the two ladies that are like, yeah, hike your skirt up there a little bit. And they're like getting drunk on martinis. Yeah. Um, uh, Amber's the only person that doesn't get food poisoning. Spoiler. Um, and she says, and she's the only person that doesn't eat the shellfish bar. And she says, um, she goes, oh no, my mother told me never to eat anything that carries its house around with it. <laughs> and it's literally like, that's how I feel as a sustainable person. That is, is like, true. Because you're like carrying all your shit with you. Like it is a lot to bring around. It is a lot to bring around. And, you know, we are actually about to talk to an entrepreneur who deals with a lot of customers who bring a lot with them because... When you go to shop at a bulk grocery store, a lot of times you bring your containers and your bags and your jars and your bins with you. So we're going to hear from Katerina, who runs Precycle, right after this. Okay, we are here with Katerina, 
owner and founder of Precycle. Super excited to be talking to her. Um, what is Precycle, please? I mean, I would get into it, but I'd, I I could go on and on. Precycle is my local bulk grocery store, and Katerina is the purveyor of it. So without further ado, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your business and how you started it? Well, thank you. Um, very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So Precycle is basically a bulk store, but not only um, I wanted to combine like the old school purchasing for, for customers uh, with um, like a farmer's market. So that you can buy mm-hmm. um, local seasonal produce as well, um, which is really hard to do in one shop. When you say bulk store, what do you mean? Everything is sold per weight. Got so it. nothing comes in packaging and a lot of the packaging has to be brought by a customer. Oh. Yes. You bring your own. <laughs> right. Got so it. you can actually buy jars when you're there or you can use paper bags that they provide or you can bring in your own packaging, you can weigh it, and then you only get charged for the weight of what you're purchasing, not the weight of your own containers. Got it, so I'm bringing a container to get any liquid, obviously, or if I'm getting a, or I'm buying a jar there to like get a liquid, I'm getting, if I'm buying anything else, it's basically coming like in a bushel that I'm then transporting myself to bring it home, correct? Right, like you you could buy a bushel of lettuce, but you can also, you know, bring your big, bulk container and fill it up with delicious pretzels or sesame sticks or flour or lots of dry and wet ingredients, right? Got yes, it. everything from spices to, I don't know, grains, beans, uh, snacks. Yeah, it's really snacks. like a bring your own container store. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify. Well, as you've yeah. seen in my kitchen, I have all of those glass jars. Yes, they're very beautiful. And uh, sometimes I bring the jars themselves. Sometimes I pick up paper bags when I'm there and I... I Loki love getting the paper bags because my compost is always too wet. But also you bring those amazing uh, fabric bags. And then (laughs) sometimes we have the fabric bags as well. Um, And like they're like a drawstring bag that I really like. Um, So it just depends on what you're purchasing. And then sometimes because the glass jars and bottles that you have in the store are so beautiful, sometimes I actually opt for those, especially with the spices. Thank you. You can also bring those back and we will refund you. So it really is a store where you go there and it's like there is no packaging. Like you are the per- you're bringing what you're you're responsible to bring the containers that are going to hold the things that you buy. Exactly. Well, there are things in packaging, but the criteria for that is has to be biodegradable. Got it. Understood. Like uh, I, I don't know toothpaste tablets, for example, yes. or a toothbrush in a in a carton box and things like that. And I believe that some of the of our early product reviews all were from your store. That's correct. We used toothbrushes, mouthwash tablets, loofah sponges, bowl covers all purchased at Precycle. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> we loved it. Yeah, the, I mean we all your products flying colors, PS. Thank we you. loved all of them. Thank yeah, you. no, I mean one of the reasons that I really wanted to bring you on the show was to get a little insight into how your business started, what it's like to run this business, and a little bit of a mastermind behind the curation of these products that we've been enjoying. Okay, so where do I start? <laughs> how, how I started it? Yeah, please. So I guess my journey began in 2015 when I started to recognizing how much waste I create in my own household. And mm-hmm. at the time, my son was almost six. Um, and one day he came home and he said, Mommy, we have a sustainability class. And what they asked me is, how long does this plastic remain in the landfill? And it kind of broke my heart. And I said, you know what? Let's make a little bit of effort. Let's see how far we can go with this. Um, so I started shopping in one store, another store, and it just like 
buying one thing here, something else. Yeah, 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 little by little. Market. Yeah, and it's, it's just a lot of work. So I started to think about how I would like my ideal store to look like, a place that I would like to shop in, and it would be easy. So I started thinking about recycle a little bit more seriously that's amazing like you literally were like i here's what would this shop look like and then you made it yeah i mean you have to i mean that's an oversimplification <laughs> of how much i'm sure it was a lot of work but and yeah. if i may interject i think this is following a trend that we're noticing mm, for sure products and businesses that are inspired by your own real life this is something that you wanted to use as a consumer yeah and you recognize that it's not there and then what do you do you make your own right i love that um, yeah, and um, aside from just being frustrated with all the extra packaging, I also find that when you go to a regular supermarket, for example, you have so many choices and it comes in like pink packaging, blue packaging, I don't know, yellow, whatever, and, and all different weights, all different prices. And it's just really confusing where you only want to buy like basmati rice. Right. Yeah, like I just and need the standard. Even, yeah, like, I don't need like the... the the tricks and the frills and the, the yeah, I just I need just rice. I just want to see the rice. Yeah, I want yeah. to see how it looks like. I want to imagine how I'm going to cook it, put yeah. it in the pot. <laughs> also, you want something that you think is sourced ethically and you don't want to have to think about, well, it, it, this one's a little cheaper, but did it come from somewhere bad? Or are they using a chemical in it? Is there something synthetic in my product? And one of the things I love about shopping at your store is there's very few options. And I know you go to great pains to source the best one. So I just feel good about buying the option. Thank you. Yeah, that was the whole idea we, we really tried. Um, and I have to say, it's probably the most fun part of, uh, yeah. of uh, running a store like that is to, to find these products and to find new ways to work with um, producers to to somehow minimize the packaging also for us as a business. So when it's interesting because it is true, like there's like all this different, when you have the packaging like that, you can make like a product line and there's like 17 different versions of this and like they don't need to exist at all, but they're doing it to make it, to make people want to buy them. Right. And it's like, you take all the, all that like mental work out of it and you're literally just like, I need rice because exactly. I'm making I don't know, paella, I don't know. Like, you know, what I mean? I'm making a dish that needs rice. Right. You know what I mean? Making I'm rice. making rice. Yeah. <laughs> and I need rice. And so exactly. I'm going to go to the store, I'm going to buy rice. Not like, do I need Zatarans or do I need like this kind of rice or do I need blah, blah, blah right. rice or do I need... Do I no. buy rice in a box? Do I buy rice yes. in a bag? Do I buy rice in a huge in bag? A, in a container. Right. In like a, Is yeah. it in the twist top thing, right? Yeah. Do I get instant rice? No, like you there's... simply just get the rice. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I do think that with living a sustainable lifestyle, simplifying things, and we've talked a lot about convenience on this podcast. Yes. It's not that it's any different than going to a grocery store. You're going to a grocery store. What simplifies it and makes it more convenient is that the guesswork of is this ethical, is this sustainable is taken out for you. So it's like that one-stop shop. And what even is this? Like what right. is what this? is this? like I as everyone on this podcast knows that has listened from episode one I go to I shop at Trader Joe's because it's right near me one the packaging is out of control yeah two um like there's what I don't even know what things are like you want to know it's not simplified like 85 different kinds of frozen broccoli with a million ingredients yes. in them other than and broccoli. then like one that has like a I don't even know like there's so many different versions and I'm like I simply need broccoli right. <laughs> right. Like, Cause I'm going to do something to it already. Like I'm going to like put my own recipe on it. I don't need like broccoli with a melted cheese packet with a weird spice that I'm going to put over top of it. And like, 
I simply need broccoli. And this is another aspect of what you do that, again, takes the guesswork out of sustainability is that with the produce especially and the local products and the, the goods that are not bulk dry goods, it's very much about seasonality. It is. And so you're shopping and eating in season rather than like, you know, I feel like having Hawaiian pizza tonight. Like you're... What is fresh? Let's build a menu, yes. a recipe around what's fresh, what's local, what's good right now. And and that's, I think, how we are intended to eat. And not for nothing, sorry to cut you off before you even start, but the if you go to, like, I've taught, I've worked with extremely uh, accomplished chefs and all of them say to me, I just cook seasonally. Like whatever's at the, whatever's at the market that I'm going to to shop for my, biz, for my uh, restaurant, I just get it and then find a reason to make a dish. So it's like, it really, you know, as much as it's, it is really something that is, it, we see now as like a super elevated quote unquote, is like cooking seasonally and like serving dishes seasonally. But it really is the way. But it, no, it is. But I'm saying it's a, it, but it's something so simple, but it's now become something so like expensive and elevated that you're not just using extremely processed foods to make everything. I think to make a great dish, um, both um, for the taste buds and mm -hmm. also for, for your body to, to feel good, um, really takes a good ingredient. Mm -hmm. That's the key always. It's not the pre-made pocket of sauce. That yeah. you, it, those things always scared me. Like from day one when I first arrived to this country, I was like, Potatoes? <laughs> you were like, what the fuck? In a box? <laughs> Mashed potatoes in a box? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would kind of instinctively just avoid um, the middle aisles. So I would shop perimeter. I don't know. Wow, if you guys yeah. slam! I love that. that. But it's, uh, I think it's just it was a build up from there that yeah. kind of inspired me to do precise. That is so funny. Well, speaking of this country and some of the effed up stuff that we do, tell us a little bit about your feelings on Black Friday and what that means for you, for your business, uh, for your holiday season. <laughs> I just don't do Black Friday. I'm Love it. Never have. Um, well, I guess maybe this year I will buy a toaster because it just broke. <laughs> <laughs> it, it broke. It literally broke. My, but I have it's to. Good, this is actually a funny thing. It's because, a good time to get an appliance. Black Friday is a great time to get an appliance. Yeah. So my, my, basically, what the way my toaster works right now is it works if you hold it down. Well, the, who who has time for that? Oh, but my Katarina. mom, my oh, mom God. came up with a with a solution. She <laughs> stuck cardboard in there, so it just holds. So it just holds right. itself down, right? But I will buy that toaster. Yeah. I, I think, think that's I'm ready. good. I think you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it sounds unsafe what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's interesting. That from a consumer standpoint, there is a reason to participate, right? Because appliances will be on sale that day. Yeah. Um, but f as a proprietor of your business, it's not something that appeals I, I don't think it applies really to 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 a business of my size and also like why would you buy more why would i want somebody to buy more food just because it's cheap <laughs> sure i mean it would create food waste and, and all kinds of different problems yeah, it just sure. completely it goes against what we believe in the pre-cycle so um but as a consumer this year, I... I you're getting a, a, you're getting a toaster. She's getting, getting a toaster. A, any suggestions? <laughs> Product <Yeah>. reviews? <laughs> There's good ones out there. I there will say, are. I don't have a toaster, but like, wish I did. I, funny enough, um, being super green, I have my <laughs> parents' toaster from my childhood <gasps> no. home. No. Yeah, I do. That's works. a relic. I love that. Yeah, Wait, is I it do. here? It's here. Yeah, I'll oh, show it to you after. Okay. I want to see um, it. So it's like the toaster oven I grew up with. That's beautiful. Thank you. Wow, that's really beautiful. Yeah, and it's still kicking. I think that's one of the things that always like 
kind of fascinates me how we went from building appliances that would last and would be something that you can repair into this completely dis- disposable. Yeah. Just sell, sell, sell. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Well, there it's exactly And then that. you end, end up working <laughs> extra hours to, to buy that appliance. Yeah. That's going to go. Kind of a, that's in five years is going to fall apart. I mean, I'm definitely a fan of two different things when I'm shopping for things like appliances. One is aesthetic. Obviously I want something that it's going to be on my counter if it's going to be in my home I don't mind looking at all the time and then the other thing is I would rather pay the 20 to 50 dollars more for something that I can get a warranty on that is easy to repair or replace because the amount of e-waste appliance waste that is going out there every year is unsustainable but we are as consumers kind of complicit in that if we're not willing to repair our goods and I grew up sewing and so like the sewing machine repair like I wasn't going to buy a new sewing machine every time my sewing machine yeah, no. broke so God repairing no. appliances was very normal for me and it's it's fun it's easy it's not that big a deal so I think the thing that is usually a little more towards the top uh, end of the shelf um, is usually easier to repair really yeah yeah because the the companies are putting more behind their products. So it's usually better customer service, more easily available replacement parts and uh, understood, you know, the warranty. It's like not made to like literally get thrown away. Right. I mean, if you take something back to target, you might get your money back, but you're usually not getting like, Oh, we sell the replacement part. But you know, when you, when you go straight to the, brand manufacturer and it's one of the big you know like the black and deckers and like, yes, the bigger like, a, brands. like a substantial yeah. brand so i would say you know it, especially considering how long have you had your toaster maybe like this is like i like to look at them as like investment purchases yeah that's my hot take wow what a hot take <laughs> and if you can't then just use your mom's from when you were a kid. Or just steal your mother's. Yes, yeah, steal things from your parents. That's, hey, that's always been my motto. <laughs> Truly. Well, they Keep upgraded the and they have a, like a top of the line. Oh, don't start. even get me started. Uh, yeah. So with Same. all the settings. Um, and so their measly little dial knob toaster ended up in my house. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, it, it toasts a good piece of toast. We also wanted, I mean, speaking of, you know, these things at home, we kind of want to know more about your home life. Can you tell us some of the sustainable things you do at home to try and move that agenda? I think the biggest um, personal, (laughs) not achievement, but like the discovery was when I started composting. That kind of really changed things for me because I went from having to throw away trash maybe, I don't know, once a week to maybe once a month. Wow. Um, and then it would be a small bag because I, I do all the other things like not buying things in packaging or like very minimal. Um, so yeah, composting I think is... And what is your home compost routine? I use um, a paid service. Oh, cool. Yeah. So is you're collecting in like a like a like a five gallon bin? Exactly, it's a five gallon bin, and it's the f- Bokashi. Oh yeah, I used to use that service when I was in your part of town. Yeah, um, it's a it's a lovely service. And then they yeah. come and pick it up, and then yeah, give you a new thing, right? Exactly. Yeah, that. and it doesn't smell. It does, there's no worms in my apartment. Nice. <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of like a brand new. You sprinkle on top of the compost, and it does its job. Oh, good. It's really cool. Yeah, that's nice. And so, what I think is interesting is that your Paying for a service, um, which, you know, like everyone has bills and that stuff adds up, but you're, you're cutting down on your waste. And 
you're feeling good about it. I do. I, I, I in a way, I justified for myself. I said, you know what? I don't have a TV. I don't pay for cable service. So Ooh. this is this is my splurge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's great. And if it helps you feel good, if it's cutting down on the waste, the smell, the trash in your house, like all of that kind of stuff, then why not treat yourself? Yeah. You don't have a TV. I don't have a TV. Do you watch like stuff on your computer or you're yeah. like not an entertainment person? No, I, I do. But I, I much rather like, I mean, during pandemic, it was a bit difficult, but yeah. I much rather go out and listen to music in a local yes. bar <laughs> or That's something. Cool. But, uh, yeah. I do watch shows, obviously, but on a uh, on laptop. On a laptop. That's good to know. Yeah, I used to have um, a, a projector, but I think it broke. And, or rather, it just it was... All right, so you had something, yeah, and then it like didn't work anymore. Yeah. I understand. But that's cool that you're not paying for cable. And so you're sort of justifying like a, a one monthly expense for another one. I think that's interesting because a lot of people look at sustainability it's as too inconvenient expensive. and expensive. Yeah. Um, so I think this is really, you know, as an entrepreneur, a numbers person, a sustainability person, I find this really fascinating. So also you can buy mostly everything question mark at your store online, correct? Yes, you can. That's amazing. Um, now that's amazing. The delivery and online shopping, which was a result of the pandemic, right? Yes, yes it was a, something we had to adapt. Game changer. It was so cool to be able to get zero waste groceries delivered to my house. Uh, super minimal packaging, super everything that you know came in glass jars fully recyclable or reusable and then to be able to rely on that as a service i mean you think about people in the pandemic not having access to things it was the most wasteful i've been in years yeah and once this became available as a resource again we were able to cut down our waste significantly and not to mention it was you know that curbside pickup at the store or home delivery in our neighborhood which was so cool yeah, we, we um, a lot of customers um, were very happy with the with the option, and and some stuck with it. Oh yeah, because it's, it's it is more convenient. I mean, let's face it; it's not. <laughs> it takes planning to come to my store and yeah. bring all the containers and plan what you're gonna buy, and then yeah. So just kind of uh, doing it online real quick is is definitely convenient, There's and we deliver to all of New York City. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm thinking it's like just this neighborhood. You deliver everywhere in New York. Well, not us, not in-house delivery, but, yes, uh, but through no. a third party. Yeah, yeah you could, so basically anyone that lives in Manhattan, Queens, anywhere. Bronx, yeah. Anywhere. Amazing. So I think it's 16 miles, so that covers pretty much. Oh, wait, much I well. could do it. You can do it. I live in Hoboken. I can do it too, right? I believe so. That's, right. I mean, it's we're not 16 miles away. No, you're like three, eight. four, I don't even know, three. Three. Am I an idiot? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wait, that's amazing. I need to do this. Please, yeah. I'm thinking like I'm already writing it off being like, oh, I couldn't I don't live in this neighborhood, but I can do it anywhere 60 miles away. That's amazing. Yeah, there was um, there was a great addition to 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 be able to offer this to customers because um, pre pandemic, a lot of customers would travel great lengths yeah. to, to come. I had customers coming from Westchester, from That's Bronx, like once a month, but they would make that crazy amount of See, effort but, but now they don't have to isn't it so interesting that like people were coming from all over because of the idea because of the way that you run your business you are getting people from all over the place and one of the only people to stock some of your products in new york city so you know it's i mean i'm for shocked. Me, i'm a little like shocked a local gonna... neighborhood bulk store but really it's a destination yes. worth traveling to wow yeah <laughs> we love it i can't believe our time has gone so quickly. <laughs> um, before we let you go, where can people find you? 
So we are in Bushwick, um, Brooklyn, but also online, precyclenyc.com. And are you on social media? Yes, um, precyclenyc on Instagram. Perfect. So when you're in the neighborhood, you check it out. Or if you're within 16 miles, go online and order now. I'm going to be click clacking away on that keyboard tonight. I can't. You better be ready for a bulk order from Chris Rosa. Okay. okay. <laughs> this man knows how to shop. I know how to shop. Be a special delivery. I need to come. Next time I'm here, I need to come and I, you want to talk about something I don't like? Online shopping. Want to know what I do like? Shopping in person. He's going to definitely need an experience. Yes. I guarantee you that. I want to come. I'm coming next time I'm here. I'm coming. I can't wait awesome. to bring you. All right. Thank you so much for being with us. Seriously. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. So in theory, this service is available to me. Yeah. You could be getting the delivery near you and I could be doing this. I usually get my deliveries within the hour and honestly, sometimes much quicker. So I would be surprised if it took much longer than that for you. That's like, I see, I could be like not going to Trader Joe's every day anymore and like having so much packaging. Well, and this is what I'm saying, especially for people in the New York area. But, you know, a quick Google will show you what's close to wherever you live is that these are options that are out there and the price differential is usually nominal. And if you're able to put money into people doing this kind of work and sourcing these things for you, then it's better for everyone. It's better for the purveyors of those products. It's better for the people who run more ethical businesses. And it's better for you and your health and the health of your family and the people you're cooking for. Well, and that's what I was going to say is like, not for nothing. It's like the, it takes the need or the expectation that everything you could ever want is going to be there. It's all seasonal things that are going to be fresh and taste good and be extremely healthy for you. Right. And if you're one of those people who's like, I don't know what to cook, just like look online and see what's fresh yeah also like google it also get a damn life (laughs) crack a cookbook open how about that so we have another interview coming up right after this with a totally different type of business it's interesting that you know you think of sustainability you think of like solar power and like wind turbines but like those things are not like accessible to the everyday person at a low price and like this person is changing that single-handedly should we Shed a little light on the subject. I'm going to kill. I'm going to hurt you a lot. I might enjoy that. That was a great. (laughs) (laughs) You are insufferable. Let's get to Crystal from Group Hug Solar. Okay. We're here with the founder and CEO of one of my personal favorite sustainability startups. You might know her from her appearance on Shark Tank. Uh, Not a big deal. The one and only (laughs) Crystal Prasad of Group Hug Tech. Thanks for joining us, Crystal. Of course. Happy to be here. Uh, So why don't you just, in case some of the country that isn't part of the Shark Tank Nation (laughs) hasn't seen your product or your pitch, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Group Hug is and how you got it started? Sure. So at Group Hug, we like to say that we make ridiculously good looking solar panels that are accessible for everyone. So our first product is a solar charger that can hang in the window. I was inspired to design it just as a renter in Brooklyn, really frustrated by the lack of renewable energy options and just honestly feeling kind of um, like actionless in wanting to switch my energy source. So uh, I literally just started building my own solar panels. I have a background in electronics and product design. Um, Friends started asking me to buy them and then it kind of turned into a company. So cool. It's also one thing I love about your product is that it's modular, right? So when 
when you consume one or if you buy one, if something happens to it, you don't have to throw out the whole thing, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Daniel, you should do my you should do my pitch for me. I, I feel like anytime <laughs> I literally I will sell this on the side of the road. I love this product. I have one cool. and I've broken it and I need some replacement parts. Oh, we I could definitely help you. Actually, I know. Daniel, you're you're like one of the first people who actually saw my pitch. Yes, that's um, right. That's how we before, met. Yeah, like be, before the company had even started. Um, but yeah, that's true. The design is is um, specifically designed to be modular, which I think in electronics and products is so important for repairability and even recyclability and being able to take things apart. So we do work with customers if it breaks or if like your battery dies, we'll take it back and replace it. And we actually have, we take the products apart and have piles of the parts that can still be used and then like recycle the parts that can't be used anymore. Oh, cool. So it's almost, it's like the automobile industry. Like you can strip it yeah. and sell it for parts. Yeah. I, I can just like take a good panel and like a bad frame or like a good battery and just like put together a new one. I love that. Um, and just to clarify on what we were talking about, we met through a pitch competition called Talk Trash City, which is a really yes. cool um, like grassroots competition for sustainable entrepreneurs. And I won my pitch round. And so I got to host the next round and Crystal won the round that I hosted. Daniel, stop bragging. Um, also, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, though. But you won your pitch. Was it with for zero waste Daniel? It was for zero waste Daniel. I won um, a pitch that was about marketing, and Crystal won a pitch. I mean, really about starting up her company. Yeah, I I only had maybe like five panels that I literally hand assembled from that point, and then that I I think that was the first thing I ever like pitched and, and won, which I think, you know, like Daniel in the beginnings of being an entrepreneur, those moments are so important. Cause mm -hmm. I think about if I had lost, like what, like, what would I have? I, I would like to think I would have kept going, but I don't know that I would have kept going with the same speed and like momentum that I had after winning something. I mean, we saw a couple of cool companies that night, but you were so clearly the winner. Your pitch was so engaging oh, and your company you. is so cool. And what I loved and what has stuck with me about it is that it's for people who want to be actionable, but don't have a choice don't have agency like that is something yeah. that we talk a lot about on this podcast and this solar charger. I mean, go off, brag a little bit about some of the properties <laughs> of it, because I know like you can really charge your phone off of it and stop using energy out of the grid. Yeah. I, so I think a couple things that makes the design really unique, like one, it, it can hang in any sunny window. So you don't need access to your rooftop. You don't need like a giant window. It's about the size of a piece of paper and then the design part Wait, of it's it only is, that big. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Wait on it's the, like pic the pictures 13. I've seen, I'm like, Oh, this covers your whole window. No, no. wait, really that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, Sorry. I'm, it's, and I've people send me pictures of like traveling with it and like, going it's only the size it. of a put it in your paper. car. It's like incredible. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, wait. I okay. actually, okay. This is cheesy, but I, I'm, so I have a, a USB light for calls and I'm actually powering it with this. Oh my gosh. It's yes. Like, that's so right, cool. It's that's like right. It's right next to me. So yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So the reason that you're looking so glowy and dewy is your solar of, yeah. charged light. Yes. Sorry. People can't see us, but okay. Sorry, I'm, but continue. No, but continue. So it's about the size of a piece of paper. 
Yes, about the size of the, the piece of paper. And actually, um, Kristen, since you haven't seen it, I'll keep it in the corner. What's unique about it is that the frame is not made out of plastic. It's made out of bamboo. So it's really designed to look like home decor. Yes, and like high it's very design. cute. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. very into the, the look of it, yeah. And the solar panel itself, it's not like those bulky solar panels that you see on rooftops where there's like metal frames and like black or white laminate. It's mounted in a clear laminate, which means that sunlight can pass through it yeah, so you're, you're not, not like, like blacking your window out when you hang it yeah, up your window. Yeah, because, you know, in an apartment, window is like golden real estate. So right. you don't well, want to block anything. It's something, that you, it's something that you said at the beginning that really resonated with me was feeling actionless. Like I'm locked into this apartment building and there's nothing I can do. Like I don't own a home where I can like put solar Adapt panels on solar, my roof. Yeah. Like I literally can't do that. And if I do, I'm like breaking the law. If I'm like putting random like solar panels like on my roof to like wire. Like I don't know how to do any of that. But like yeah. this is something where... I, not for nothing, not to brag, um, my apartment gets e- or, or is facing east and west in my most of my windows, like almost 100% nice. of my windows. Yeah, it's beautiful So, like, light. I get light, like, round the clock. So, like, now yeah. that I, this, this, I might be, I'm, no, you. I'm purchasing. I'm purchasing. <laughs> I'm purchasing. But, like, seriously, I'm purchasing. And, like, that, being able to, like, lower my electricity bill because of this, because I'm, as Daniel will tell you, there's, chargers up the freaking wazoo in I this mean, home anywhere you go his name on them everywhere yes my p touch goes everywhere with me but like the <laughs> i have chargers everywhere i want to be able to no matter where i sit in my home i want to be able to charge my computer and my phone so there's like constant chargers everywhere so like yeah. that this product for me is like revolutionizing my life in my opinion <gasps> oh my gosh so amazing how long does it need to charge for and how much charge are you getting out of it Yes. So there's a built-in 3,400 milliamp hour battery, which like on average will charge like one phone once. Yes. Um, Once it's full, the panel should sit, we we designed it so that it should sit in a sunny window for about a day. So it could be like six to eight hours because you don't get sunlight all like 12 hours. And then you can charge up anything at night. That's how I use it. At least they just hang all the time in the window. And then I just use them like when I need to. Literally obsessed. And so is there like a USB situation? Like how, what is my plugging in capability here? Yeah, there's a built-in USB port in the bamboo frame. Got it. And then that, so there isn't like a plug plug. No, there's not like an AC, like three yes, prong like plug, three prong, although yeah. it is something that we're talking about working on yeah. for next for next year. That's exciting. No, that would, say, that would be a game changer in my opinion. Yeah. If I could charge it would game- have to be bigger, yes. but yeah. I think like, I think like people like you have the appetite where like if it looks cute and it's a little bit bigger, it doesn't really matter. If it oh, I love it. Especially if the light is coming through it. Well, in theory, in theory, yeah. you can take it down if you need to. Like if company's yeah. coming over and you want the like you don't want it to be hanging in the window, you can take it down. It's super yeah. mobile and and as an owner of one, very lightweight. Yes, it's really light. It's less than two pounds. Got it. So you're charging your phone. You're charging your what do people charge their headphones? Like headphones, iPad, smartwatch. Yeah, like yep. a like Something a small like a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. Oh, speakers are popular. Yeah, speakers. Yeah. Oh yeah, like a Bluetooth speakers. speaker. Yes. Okay, so basically yeah. all your little USB gadgets that you're charging. That's yeah. really, I yeah. And if you're someone who has a lot of windows, like you don't have to only own one. You could put them yeah. in, you know, each of your kids' yeah, rooms yeah. or whatever it is. Totally. I have like eight in my bedroom. <laughs> I mean, they look really cool. I, you're very good at decorating. You have a very strong aesthetic, um, but they look really cool all layered in her house. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. And also think about yeah. like, you said something else too of like, uh, 
you know, you have your one window that's like this big piece. How many apartments have you been in where like you go in their little shitty ass kitchen and there's like a shitty ass little window that like shows nothing. Like shows like yeah. the back of the other side of the building. I've like, been in, I've lived in those. Yeah. Like same. Yeah. I'm like, why do yeah. I like, why does this, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to see that to quote Valerie <laughs> yeah. Cherish. Right. Like throw one of these up in there, get yourself a little charger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And the whole, I think our, our whole mission is really to get people to take that first step. And I think one thing that was frustrating for me when I was getting more into zero waste and sustainability is there are so many ways to like, zero waste your kitchen or your bathroom or like get introduced to zero waste mm-hmm. fashion and designers but then you get to energy and people are like uh well, next. It's, it's not like, but it's not in our hands it's not yeah. in our hands mostly well and a lot of the options are just questionable you know and yeah. i think that your company being so transparent about the manufacturing the materials the modularity that's a really important step because I'm aware that solar energy is out there, but group hug is one of the first times I felt like I could make a purchase and feel good about what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of solar scams, unfortunately, that, um, that come to my door and are yeah. like, I work for your energy company. I was like, I know that you don't, I don't, don't even get <laughs> yeah. me started on it. It's a whole story. But like, I'm like, I literally yeah. know that this is a scam. Like get off, get away from me. Like it's leave my so home. Sad. It's it so is- sad. It's so, it literally breaks my heart when I hear stories because we get stories like that. People write into customer service just being like, help me figure out how to go solar. Like, can you help me? And they tell stories like that. And it's just like, how do these companies take something so good as like free energy from the sun and just turn it into such a shitty experience? I don't, am I allowed to curse? Yes, Yes, of course. And that's why we need Um, more people like you doing things like this and more solar panels in all of our lives. Yes. What is this product running me when I buy 17? Not that it, not that I care, but like, cause you know, my credit card, as Daniel knows, we love to get into the numbers. My credit card will is just, Chris, I feel like you're so bought in. I should tell you like a higher price. (laughs) Oh, you can do that a million percent. It's a thousand dollars for you. And I'd be like, great. Yeah. Like, here you go. My social security number is like, yeah. Um, um, but no, what so is this it, running us? Yes. So it, it retails 149. Not okay. Bad. That's not bad. Yeah. 141, 149 for one. And then we do, we do run really good holiday sales. So yeah. oh, here, I'm we're listening getting to our topic really of the good day. Sales. <laughs> so for, um, well, if you sign up for our newsletter, you get a discount code for 10%. So Love that it. goes down to like 135. Um, and then for the holidays, we're going to be dropping it down to 119, which Whoa. is like the lowest price we've ever done. Um, and I, I think, uh, Daniel, I'm curious to hear your opinion too, but I think we do, we do, we do do Black Friday yeah. sales. Okay. And I think it's like people are going to gift and buy, for lack of a better word, lots of garbage, no matter what. Totally. And if they decide that they want to gift solar energy to someone, we want to make that as easy as possible for them. Yeah, I mean, all season long, talking to lots of different types of businesses and entrepreneurs about Black Friday, if you have the inventory to support it, I think it's a great thing to do. It's also, you know, you're a very product-driven business. You have, like, one main item that you guys sell and make and produce. And so sometimes for entrepreneurs, 
like co-opting resources and doing a big buy and a big order and then dropping your price slightly like helps you manufacture more. Um, totally. And yeah. so I think when you're in the position to be able to do it and then allow people to, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. buy into something that they might normally not mm-hmm. do because of the price, um, yeah. it's sort of a win-win all around. One well, as a consumer, totally. like 119, that's, I'm, that sounded great. Like I'm like, I'm buying myself one and then buying one for a friend. At that price, I you know mean, what I'm saying? Like yeah. for and the gifting, yeah. that's a Christmas gift. To I someone. mean, it's a phenomenal gift. Yeah. yeah, especially for the person who you want to spend a little bit more on. Yeah. you want them to feel like they're getting a really great gift. Uh, it's good for so many ages. Your high school age kid or middle school age kid who's like yeah. interested in sustainability. Your college age kid who dorm is, room accessories. Yeah, exactly. All the way to you know moving into your first home or an older person who wants to dip a toe in the water. Well, it's also too, yeah. not for nothing. It's like some places don't have a lot of plugs in the wall, like an older mm-hmm. building. Like you might be like, I really yeah. wish I had this, uh, like say you t- couldn't care less about sustainability. And you're like, I really wish I had a plug to charge my phone in this yeah. room at this area, like there under this, is. basically under this window. And I don't, there Boom. it is. It's just, that's yeah. a fix. Now, can I ask you, are you able to charge the panel and charge your phone at the same time? Or is that you a no, no? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, hello. I know. I know. We should be spokespeople for your business. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. You're hired. No, but that's, I, like, I'm going to, I will buy one of these. I'm serious. It's a great product. We Um, love it. Wait, I could, I can show you guys, well, feel free to cut this out if you want, but this is a (laughs) new. We can describe verbally. This is a new version. Wow, it's beautiful. Um, the light is kind of bright, but it's we're working on like designer patterns. Wait, so I'm not into it. That's the classic fun. one is sort of like a classic rectangle, but we're able to like cut and shape the solar cells. So that's like a herringbone kind of more architectural one. Yeah, that, I love there's that. only like 20 of them right now, but I I have one. Of course, and it has well. two two US two USB ports actually. Oh, and it's not even that big. Uh, it's like 18 by 18. That's, I mean, to me, the idea that this is going to hang in my window, it's beautiful, it's decorative. And then I'm also able to charge not one, but two small electronics at the same time off of it is just a whole new way of looking at sustainability, design, electronics, all of it. I, I love the innovation of what you're doing because I think it really brings the sustainability conversation to right now. There are so many things that we're all talking about doing that are like, let's go back to the nineties. Let's go back to pre-industrial. Let's go back to all of these things. And group hug I feel is very much like this is the world we're living in. Let's make it look cuter. Let's make better solutions and let's get you off the grid. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like the, I think about the pre-industrial kind of discussion and it's just like not realistic. Yeah. Right. Like, Obviously, the number, the best way to cut emissions is for all of us to stop using electricity as it's generated now. But like, who who's going to do that? It's well, just like not. Well, not for not nothing, realistic. but a lot of our solve, a lot of our solves for like other types of problems is to make it electronic or make it right. Digital. Paperless is yeah. just more electronic. Yeah, uh, so electricity. It's like- yeah. Which is good in the electric sense cars, of, yeah, yeah like appliances, we can't yeah. not, yeah, we're just not going to have electricity anymore. Like we wouldn't be, nothing would function. Yeah. So yeah. this is actually, you know, Chris knows I love a segue. This is a good segue <laughs> into our next question. It's a great segue, but I wanted to say one more thing before. Okay, say one more thing. 
No, do the segue. Let first, me get off okay. my segue. Let me no. ride my segue okay. off a cliff. Do the segue and then um, do the segue. Well, I want to know a little bit about what you're doing at home in terms of sustainability, other than using your own product, which is so cool. Yes, it's actually. Um, I have been trying. This will date me kind of, but I've been trying to live as zero waste as possible since I was in college, which was like two, I would say I started maybe 2009, which is a really long Long time ago now. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really long time ago. So like over 10 years. (laughs) Thank you. Your skin is amazing. Your hair is gorgeous. um, Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to post this on social media soon but i'm actually five months pregnant congratulations the, the thank you the the reaction that people give me and they're like you don't seem that old and i was like i'm gonna take that as a compliment like huge thank compliment you. thank you you're a young mom like, should you be having kids i was like i'm like in my 30s i'm not young. like 16 yes but but i i think for me like it it actually really started with fashion and I'm not just saying this cause I'm, cause I'm talking to you. Uh, my mom is a huge thrifter. Oh, cool. She, she growing up, we always went to secondhand stores and thrifting. And I think, I honestly think it's because I'm a first generation immigrant. My parents are from South America, um, British Guyana. And I think my mom just like always looked for value, like the best value and style she could get for the, for the lowest price because there was like four of us and we were living in this house in New Jersey and they were trying to make ends meet. And um, honestly, I felt like our clothes always looked the best. And it was so much, it was such a fun process doing that with her and that I just grew up always doing that. Now it's like, now I feel like it's, it's shifting where it's like t- kind of expensive, which is well, a whole other so trendy whole other conversation we will we're going to be talking to someone and like some of the like thrifted things that they sell like go for like hundreds of dollars yes like a vintage titanic t-shirt that i was like can't you just give this to me my boyfriend's (laughs) brother was like i will literally sell this for 350 dollars on the internet somewhere oh my god and i was like okay never mind (laughs) right anyway continue Oh, no, but like for us, it was almost like the, che- it was like the cheaper clothes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, but it always had the coolest style. So I think for me, it really started in fashion. And then when I was in college, I was kind of that annoying person, like telling my roommates to like recycle and here's our compost bin and like do like, you know, do doing all of that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, just kind of stuck with it. So all of those habits I continue to do now, just, I like convince my husband to do it. We have like <laughs> crazy recycling halls and stuff like that and then i i my layer on top of that is that i have solar panels everywhere and i think i mean obviously incorporating your product and your work into your home life makes a lot of sense but i think what's really for anyone listening who is thinking about how to get more sustainable what it sounds like is this has been a process over years and years for you Oh, absolutely. I think that that's a good thing for people to note is that it doesn't happen overnight. You have to start incorporating little things. You find your entry point and then just like one step, another step. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I started in fashion and then kind of was like kitchen and then bathroom. But that all happened over the course of like 10 years. (laughs) Good. Yeah. It takes time to like change those kinds of habits. And now you're adding a new family member, you have your husband, so you have other people to account for and their habits as well. So it's, you know, you can't, you can only control what you can control. Yeah. I'm trying to get a lot of secondhand baby stuff, which actually there's a pretty good like market 
for that stuff. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Do you make zero waste onesies? I will for you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Custom. That, yeah, I actually, I still have, I bought one of your David Bowie um, uh, ZWD like shirts years yeah. ago. And it's like a, it basically is like a midriff top for me right now. Oh my gosh, how cute. <laughs> doesn't so fit, it like does not fit at all. Oh my gosh, I have to come see you immediately and do that <laughs> annoying thing where like people rub your belly because you're pregnant. I know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's so it's great. Crazy. It's so cool. And I think it's um, it's got to be really interesting. One of our um, earlier episodes, we talked to Tahira, who mm-hmm. is um, a young mom. Her baby just turned one, right? Yeah. And so... Um, it's interesting hearing about how, you know, motherhood and parenthood will change your perspective on sustainability because you're, you really start thinking about leaving the planet to your kids. Um, and so, uh, I think it's going to be a beautiful time for you and I think you're going to be a really great mom. Oh my gosh. I hope so. I just need to survive. Well, like we were talking about before (laughs) we recorded, I was like, I'm just taking it one day at a time. I'm not trying to think about what will happen when, I go to the hospital. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, you don't be fine. <laughs> people have been having babies since like the dawn of time. You're going to do great. That's like what I think of. I was like, billions of people do this every day. Like, it's going to be fine. You, you also said that you're like this. the first, you're like the fourth child of like four yes. girls that have all had children. You're like, you're going to, you're in so much care. It's like not even a thing. Yes. Know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yes. I plan on staying at my parents' house for like a few weeks after and then just being like, take care of me. Yeah. Like, take this yep. baby. Yeah. Me. Yep. Amazing. Oh, I can't (laughs) wait to meet the baby. This is so great. Yes. So you're going to have your last holiday season before having your baby this year. Um, Yes. And now we know you're going to have some like big sales. You're going to be getting ready and then you're going to go into like full blown mommy mode. So before that happens, can you tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can get your products and how they can wish you uh, like the most amazing birthday to your baby ever? Oh my gosh. Yes. So we are grouphugsolar.com. Um, like Daniel said, our we only have one product is the window solar charger. So you'll see it right front and center. We're also really active on Instagram at grouphugsolar. We'll run sales and giveaways there. So you should follow us there. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's it. And just to repeat it, we're going to have a holiday sale 119, um, for black Friday regular 149. So we're excited to see people gifting solar and, and get more into it. Well, I mean, I'm going to, it's, I'm buying one. I'm already a user and a lover of the product and I'm just wishing you the best holiday season, a great black Friday and congratulations. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you guys. So it's funny that Krista was talking about buying vintage and doing, you know, thrifting, thrifting yeah. because um, our last interview is with Hassan's brother, Umi, who literally owns a vintage business. And it's like mostly digital, right? Mostly digital. Yes, there is no storefront. He buys it all himself. He goes thrifting. He goes to different thrift stores, buys it all, and then sells it online on Instagram. It's going to be interesting because I feel like this is a very 2021 approach to thrifting. <laughs> It's also one of those things that is something that I think people might do because it's cool and not because it's sustainable that love they it. wouldn't even think is like, love it. that's the point of it is sustainability. I you love know? when that happens. And what I'll be curious to know more about is like, what is the packaging? What is the shipping like? Because a lot of times businesses that are inherently sustainable lose it in the packing and shipping. That's very true. So let's 
find out more. All right. I have Hassan's brother, Umi, on the line. Hi, Umi. Hey. Hey, hey, what's up? And he is a thrifter. Love it. He has his own business called Pile of Vintage. And Umi, what are you doing? There's like water. blings and blangs going water, on. Yeah. We're recording I'm now. The, I'm being sustainable. I'm drinking out of a hydro flask. Okay. <laughs> wow. That was like pretty much the only thing you could have said to Chris to make him feel okay about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Umi has, that's so funny. I'm leaving that in also. Um, Umi has a business called Pile of Vintage where he sells uh, thrifted and vintage clothing that he finds it's on Instagram and there's also a website and it's something that's become extremely like trendy and like, in, like a lot of people are really interested in thrifted clothing. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people talk about sustainability, a thrift, a, a talk about thrifting in terms of sustainability, but it seems like you're doing it for more cool factor. How did you, how did you get this started Umi? Um, I've always been into fashion and clothing and aesthetic um, probably since like, 2008 2009 when i was in high school but um i realized that fashion is definitely has a price on it so i just kind of realized that i gotta pick a secondary option instead of like going to the mall and buying something that i like in 10 different colors and spending a fortune and rather i just kind of like go out to like a thrift store and find it and almost it feels like it was treasure like it's made for me you know and it's very hard for someone else to replicate that same item that's probably why I started thrifting ultimately because it's the saving the money and also um, being able to not be dressed up exactly the way as someone else would have been. I would have saw at the mall looking in like in the rack, just like me. I think that's so interesting that people want to follow trends, but also want to look unique. Yeah. And like, not look like, like yeah. Like you can't be like, Oh, I, I almost bought that shirt that you're wearing right now. Right. Isn't because that the, like with yeah, food, you exactly. want to go to the restaurant and get the exact thing. And try it, and or they taste know it. exactly. Or they know exactly where you got that item. You know, they see it like, oh, I saw that at the mall the other day, at this store, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, good thing you didn't buy it because we both would have been wearing it. Right. My mom used to say, you don't want to see yourself coming and going. Is that what really? Yeah. Really? Like other people wearing. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, outfit. your same outfit. That's funny. Um, and so it's definitely something that's really popular right now is thrifting. But like, there's this whole Huge. underground world of like, it's almost like I want to liken it to like a sneakerhead yes. world, yes. right? Like, it's very similar to that, right, Umi? It's a very much same platform as like collecting sneakers, buying, selling, um, sneakers going up and down in prices. It's like a stock market, but for vintage and like thrifted clothes, just in its own bracket. It's insane. And that's like what's funny is like Umi he had Umi had like a Titanic shirt the one day and I was like, Well, obviously you're gonna like give me this shirt for my birthday, obviously. And of Umi's like, Yeah, of I, course. I simply can't because it's worth three hundred dollars. And I was like, Oh, okay. So how do you I actually wear it? I actually it's mine. It's actually my shirt. I know, but I'm exactly. I, I know. But I'm you saying, have dibs. But like you have dibs on it. No, but I'm saying like it actually like was worth way. I'm like, oh I'll give you twenty dollars for the shirt. Yeah. And he, you were like, Oh no, the actual yeah, yeah. value of this old shirt with Titanic on it is three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, absolutely. So how are you mostly finding and procuring your vintage and thrift? I just kind of just do it on my own. Like I just, I don't have like a set schedule when I go thrift. I just kind of do it whenever I'm free, like being a full-time student, having a also a part-time job on the side. Um, I try to make as much time for this as much as I can because I realize that I'm my own boss in this, in this situation and I love it. But I just usually just um, go to like um, donation centers where they like sell clothes there or like thrift stores or flea markets, garage sales. Um, ultimately, also like people who are just done wearing clothes themselves. Um, they'll just be like, 
oh, I'm kind of tired of stuff. Would you buy it off of me? So I buy everything competitively that someone else would pay. And I just sell on a secondary market or I keep some or I give some away. And he'll be like, oh, I have to leave. Like I have to go like pick up like a whole, like he's like bought like wholesale, like huge amounts of sneakers. Right. And I'm like walking yeah, into their I house spent, and there's just like, like thousands, towers thousands of sneakers. Of dollars, and I'm like, what are you? And he's like, well, I'll move all this. Like I will like sell all this. Man. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I love a side hustle and I love a sustainable hustle. So I think this is fascinating. What I'm finding mostly really interesting is like as a student, as a young person who's really interested in fashion, it seems like the needle has really shifted on what is cool and this whole idea of like thrift vintage you can't find it anywhere else it's going up in value yeah, it's, is like ex- getting cooler yeah, it's exclusivity as well i think exclusivity. like there'll be like, I'll, I'll, I'll send umi pictures of like shirts like i'll be like look at like what my coworker wears he goes love that fade yeah exactly he'll go love yeah, that like, fade we'll, if it's like we'll, faded we'll like, that's like oh, they love it fade? do you see the wear like it's just like something you admire in a shirt you know because most of the times when people buy nostalgic items like thrifted t-shirts they might have like saw someone they really care about and the last thing they wore was that shirt. You know my Celine Dion shirt that you love so much? How could I yep. forget Umi, your Celine Dion Umi gave shirt. me that for my birthday. Wow, that was a good and gift And it was a Chris. great gift. And I wear it all the time. I do love that shirt. Yeah. And, and every, I feel like everything, especially vintage, just appreciates the value. So like, if you bought something that you thrifted like maybe five years ago, right? There's a good chance that thing that you bought five years ago probably went up in value. Because everything appreciates, especially vintage stuff. Listen, just like Crystal Minkoff's, um, that Birkin bag Birkin, that Kyle yes. wanted. Yeah, it's same thing, guys. I love when Kyle's like, I can't even hear she's what like, she's yeah, saying. Yeah, because I'm looking at that bag. Umi has no idea what we're talking about. But, um, so, Umi, tell me. No, that's cool. It's, it's cool. <laughs> Crystal, uh, I don't even know what that is. Never mind. You're right. <laughs> yeah. With your business and with the holidays around the corner, what does Black Friday mean for you, for your business, for your shopping habits? Tell us where you're at with that. For us, uh, like for Pilot Vintage, what I'm going to do with my best is probably just give as many deals as I can. I try to cater the crowd so when they buy an item, they don't feel guilty buying it. They buy it so they can wear it. Because we've all been to the mall when we bought something and then we, we leave it in the in the store, we leave it in the closet and it's like 60, 70 bucks and we never wear it. And then we end up donating with the tag. I'm like, damn, I didn't need to buy that, you know? So when I sell vintage, I try to sell it like cheaper than I can to other people um, so they can actually like enjoy the item and not feel guilty about buying it as far as black friday goes um we're probably just gonna be running a deal on the website um or like a huge story so or we'll just do like a big liquidation where everyone gets something that they want or they ideally would want for someone else at a great price yeah there's this this man is ready for a haggle and a deal i love he will like it's like yeah you no know. I, I i've had people who like first time buy stuff off of me and um they'll buy a bunch of stuff and i'm like what size are you they're like oh i'm like a large i'm like cool i'm gonna throw, so I'm gonna throw something in for free like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I appreciate it. Appreciate the deal. Um, enjoy the stuff. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad you're wearing it. You know, I'm glad you're wearing this stuff. I like that you're so passionate about it and that it comes from a place that's clearly very personal to you because yeah. I think a lot of the thrift market and, you know, when you get into sneakerheads and the Supreme stuff and designer thrift, people get very sort of, uh, not nice, <laughs> not nice, but they get a little, you know, holier than thou, or, you know, they they know so much about this brand or the history or the craftsmanship. And we lose a little bit of that joy of clothing and the joy of, you know, the fade, the fit, the, the year it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think or like what it is, when it comes to vintage, I've always liked sneakers, clothes, streetwear, hype, but vintage, I just have like a huge love for because I've had shirts that were very, very well sought out and people were going crazy over when I looked at it, I'm like, I could care less. But I like a shirt that says, like, 
that's probably worth 10 to 15 bucks is vintage and it says say no to drugs which i kind of would go crazy over but no one else would but they'll go crazy over like a shirt with like tupac biggie on it which is cool but i just like something that i'm actually gonna like look at my closet and be like you know what? i like the message on the shirt so i'm gonna kind of wear this you know that's yeah, another you're putting your personality before of the course. label well and that's something i will yeah. say is like there's so many of these like quote-unquote like vintagey looking things that like a hot topic a spencer's that are like yeah. britney spears is like album like oops i did it again t-shirt like yes. ironically th with this you're getting like a shirt that was actually made at right. that time that like is valuable well i had an interesting experience in a thrift store once um Beacon's Closet, a big chain oh, in yeah. New York City. And I pulled out a pair of Margella pants that, I mean, would easily retail for 500 plus dollars. And I said, you know, you guys easily. are selling these yep. for like 15 bucks. Like, what's the deal? Is there something wrong with them? Am I missing something? And they just said, well, you know, we can't really guarantee that someone's going to come in here who's the right size, who actually wants these. So like the value of them is severely depreciated in here. And that yeah. was sort of like a sad approach, but I do feel like what you're saying is like, let's get these clothes that would be in a landfill or sitting in a warehouse or that have no value to some people and just like get them on cool people who like them for what they are. Daniel, you've come to learn how much of a monster I am. When I go to his house, I literally just like shop through the clothing racks <laughs> oh, and, things, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just take things and be like, okay, whatever this was, like just Venmo request me for whatever this is. And That's like, I'll be like, right, Umi, yeah. when you're done with this shirt, like put it aside because it's mine. Like, and I'll just be like, just send it <laughs> no, to seriously. me and then just Venmo request me. And I would, I say to him all the time, I'm like, if you find Britney Spears, Celine Dion, like the Spice Girls, like any of these things that you think that I would like, oh, that good like yeah, buy it stuff. and then hold it for ransom and oh, make yeah. me spend like a lot of money on it. Mario's Spice Girls t-shirt from when he actually went to the tour. Legend. In like what, 90, whatever. Yeah, four, seven, is, eight. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. not only one of the t-shirts that he wears the most and gets so much out of, but like probably His one of- prized possession. Uh, when we, he walks down the street, like every single person, most love your shirt, spice up your yeah, life. Oh my God, I was there. Like I'm people love it. Yep. I'm glad that I did not know that this existed until right now because I bought 100% tried to steal it from him in some way. The I'm only sure. way you'll ever see it is on his body. I need to see it next time I'm at your house. But okay. that's, 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 that's the beauty in like vintage. Like when you wear something that someone sees and they immediately just like, tap into like a moment when they see that on like let's say when i was in california um like two summers ago i had a hansen shirt and we went to brunch and i was tired you know sunglasses on i was sleepy and some guys like tap my shirt like excuse me this shirt brought back so many memories just looking at it in one second you know like hansen back in the day you know like and he started singing some of it to me and it's early and like, i'm trying mm, to like trying to get all this into my system i'm like it's crazy that this shirt kind of brings back memories to you in one second you know it's just it's nostalgia at the end of the day that's all it is you know yeah like, it's really sweet some people don't get to say come like goodbye to people they care about and in that picture they see them they might be wearing a shirt that you might be selling and they're like wow this is crazy like myself my significant other or my friend my family had this shirt on and i need to have that shirt and whatever the price is you can't put a price on a, on a nostalgic piece you know or a exactly moment in your life. It's crazy. Like, it's worth it's more crazy. than the name of the label if it's something unique absolutely. and that's personal to you. And P.S. Guess who owns absolutely. that Hanson shirt now? It's got to be you. It's Chris DeRosa. That's who. That's who. Um, uh, <laughs> that was another birthday gift. You have, you have two. I got two. I have two, two, I I have two Hanson shirts, a black one and a white one. Tick yeah. tock, ba -dop, yep. mm bop. Yeah, mm bop. Hello. Leg Legends. My second album ever. Only to... Only to pred uh, Preceded by the Spice Girls Spice album, wow. first one. Anyway, um, Umi, tell us one thing other than drinking out of a um, sustainable water jug 
do you do in your own life? I mean, you don't go to the mall anymore. You don't go to the mall anymore, I mean, right? Definitely. No, I definitely don't go to the mall. But I mean, I would probably just be like, as far as the sustainability goes, um, just lacing up all my friends, my family, uh, cousins, uh, people I've never met, just like selling clothes to people, and just making sure they have like a fresh outfit at an affordable price. Um, it's coming from a good home. Like it's I'm a one man show. I do everything on my own. So um, definitely, as far as just like sustainability, I'd pick uh, just like. Uh, recycling vintage clothing, you know, and just kind of staying away from the whole fast fashion, which I had nothing against, but it's just like, I think, um, like everything has a story, especially when vintage t-shirts, I mean, it's, it's just amazing, you know? Tell us a little bit about how the clothes get from you to your customers. What is your packing and shipping like? Is any of that sustainable, cardboard, reusable, that kind of thing? I use plastic, um, but most of the times when I like buy something, let's say if I buy like um, something online, because there's been situations where I've purchased vintage off of other people. I'll just uh, take those boxes and I reuse them, of course. Cool. Um, shipping bags, I'll just cut the bo- cut the top and I'll reuse it again. Cool. But uh, we put thank you cards and stickers in all of our packages. Um, and that's, yeah, pretty much it. And you could get, you Daniel, you could show him your packaging because your packaging is very sustainable. You could get this man super sustainable. Uh, and- I mean, there's always room for improvement, but I do love the, the reuse, you yeah. know, like, we got it in one package. We send that package to someone else. I think that's super sustainable. Ultimately, like the best packaging is no packaging. So if you can use what you already have and Absolutely. get it out the door, that's oh, yeah, awesome. Oh yeah, of course. Um, thankfully, like a lot of the a lot of my clientele is predominantly close, and um, we'll usually just do a meetup. Oh, and that's great too. Up. I ship, yeah, I ship predominantly um, like within the U.S. But there's a handful of times where I've just done uh, close meetups, and then nothing's being. Uh, recycled and nothing's being wasted just a hand over hand item and yeah. it's always good to be able to like humanize your customers like we look at instagram like who are these people of course so yeah i try, I try to, to i try nice. to definitely like just kind of um be cool with everyone when people buy stuff for the first time and they're they're very questionable about things i completely want them to be fully aware of what they're purchasing um they're they're gonna be 100 percent safe i'm not gonna scam them or anything and i let them know like this is my personal instagram and this is my regular instagram and then i showed feedback and um, if they ever want to pay a certain way where they feel like they, they might get scanned, I'm like, let's just not go that route, you know, just so you feel so you feel safe. And I'm not pressuring you. You can just kind of get some protection. And ultimately, just like whenever the people buy items for the first time, I try to be as generous as possible just for them to spread the word or just, you know, have it have a pleasant experience, you know. So, Umi, tell us where people find your vintage. Pileofvintage.com. It's an LLC. It's on uh, my Shopify, pileofvintage.com. Um, and my Instagram at pilot vintage. All right. Well, I don't hope... hate me. Don't hate me. I don't follow anyone back. He doesn't even follow himself. Nobody doesn't even follow him. I think it's super cool. I th- your, your page is super curated, I which myself. I thought was really cool. And I hope yeah. that your black Friday deals go amazingly well and that you get some fresh fits to some very deserving people out there. Everything in my closet is his stuff now. I know. Basically, yeah. Chris is wearing your sweatpants now. Like, I've I've purposely bought stuff and I'm like, hey, Chris. No, he, I was like, just, whatever you think I'm going to buy, just buy it and then I'll buy it. I know, it sounds like Like, slightly like hybrid personal personal shopping. shopping. For me, it is. Yeah, Yeah, hell yeah. Like, I, 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 like for Chris's birthday or Christmas, there's no way I'm going to go to the mall and buy something for him. I'd rather get him like a mystery goodie box. Or he'll be you know like, how exciting that would be for you. He'll put Just things open out. A box full of stuff that you're like, wow, I'm going to like this stuff. Or he'll put things out and like. be like, pick which one of these you want. And I'll be like, oh my God. How cute. <laughs> well, I, um, 
I think there's no end to how many amazing things you can do with this business. And I'm super inspired by your side hustle and the fact that it's sustainable and really impressed. Good on you, Umi. Umi, I'm so proud of you. And, um, yeah, pile of vintage. Um, I follow them. So if you follow me, you can go look at my followers and find it there. Um, or go to pileofvintage.com. So there's one more brand that I want to highlight on this episode. There is. And that's a brand that is called Zero Waste Daniel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, got him. Um, we haven't really like deep dived into your company or anything like that. No, I mean, we've talked about like what I do. Yes. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of you guys listening already know. Yes. So I'll try and like keep this brief. Um, but one thing that I will say is that I have bought a few things from you. Um, one of them being a tote bag. I have two of your tote bags actually. Um, and I texted you when I got it and said, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this. I really do love it. This is the best tote bag I've ever had in my entire life. And it was big. It had one nice pocket on the front. And I use it literally all of the time. I'm so glad you like the tote bag. The tote bag is modeled after my favorite tote bag that I had growing up, which was an upcycled tote bag. My father owned a swimming pool and hot tub supply company. And one of the fun like novelty things that came out of that was a tote bag made out of a swimming pool cover That's that right. I have had, like it was like, you know, the, the swimming pool cover got damaged and someone turned it into this upcycle and I've had it like my whole life. And when I started Zero Waste Daniel, I was like, this is the perfect tote to model a tote bag after. And not everyone wants a blue vinyl tote bag that smells like chlorine. So <laughs> I started adjusting that pattern and I settled on the tote bag that you now see on our website. And we've made it in tons of fabrics, tons of colors. We change them up all the time. We've even done like mystery sales with them where we jumble all of our different fabrics and you just like get the tote you get, which is kind of fun. Um, but it is designed specifically to be like a long strap tote bag. So Which you can great. really get it over your arm. Love once that over the shoulder. Yeah. Once it's full, once that's it's the full, other thing. Right. Many a tote bag, they're like, here's a little thing. And then you fill it up and then you can't put it on your shoulder, which is the point right. of a tote bag. Right. So it has an extra long strap and the strap is reinforced. It goes into the bottom of the bag. So it's not just like one of those dinky straps that can rip off from the top. Um, and we do lots of different styles of them, but I just, it is in my mind, the perfect tote. It is in my mind as well. And it's, you know, it's not your like little tote. It's like a big, you know, you can have your computer and your books and. Your, oh, I pack it to the brim and yeah. it's like full of stuff. It's like, almost it, a good weekend bag. It has as much, it can fit as much stuff as my, my actual backpack that I use like for work. Oh my gosh. I love it. No, if that. not more, like Thank if you. not more. And the other thing that you do make, I don't know if you're going to make more of these, mm -hmm. but like your zippers pouches, yeah, zipper like pouches. I have a zipper pouch that matches my bag. Which yeah. Like, we like I, a set. I love a set. Yeah. We love a matching set, you know, cause we always do like the matching sweatshirt yes. and jogger or the t-shirt and shorts. And we, we love a matchy matchy look. You put the bandana and the scrunchie and the mask with everything. So of course we have the pouch and tote bag set. Will you have new ones on sale? at the time of this recording. Yes. For Black Friday, we are developing some new colors and styles um, and we'll have them available. And what's really fun about what we do, which is inherent in our process and our product, but what I'm excited about with something like a tote bag that's sort of a one size fits all, is that no two ever come out alike. So even though you see the one on the website that's got the colors that it has, yours is going to have your own original patchwork. So yes, it'll have the same green and blue 
the, it'll have combat. the vibration. It'll have the vibe, but it's going to be a handmade piece of patchwork that looks one of a kind. So yours will because be it is yours. Yeah, yeah. Um, where can people find it? It is available on zerowastedaniel.com and on Instagram at zerowastedaniel in my Instagram shop. And also I have some of your masks that you so nicely gave to me. And like, I put my mask in my little pocket of my thing and they match a little bit kind of. And like, it's actually really great when I'm like, oh, I'm running out to go get some, like run errands or I'm going to go do something. I grab the bag. It has the mask in it. I throw my keys in there. I throw in like my mail that I have to go bring somewhere, like whatever little errand I have to run. It's the perfect like grab and go bag. We do. We have them in several colors from all of the seasons that we've done. And Mario always leaves a mask or two in each of the tote bags so that they're just in there ready to go when you're out. You're not like, oh, I forgot a mask. It's you know, there's one in your bag and not to toot my own horn, but everyone who works with me and for me works so hard so I wanted to their horn the masks are one of my absolute favorite products that we make they're yeah. really comfortable they're great and they're lined with organic cotton and they have a like a, an opening so you can put an insert in so if you need like a medical grade mask or you want an extra layer of protection you can have that and not have to have it right against your face yeah I like that. Uh, and they're just really cute and really comfy and and you can actually wear them like right side up or upside down so depending on the shape of your face the shape of your nose it's they're just pretty comfy and cool so Highly recommend. Yeah. I re- and it's a great gift. Who doesn't need a tote bag? I'm sorry. No. Who doesn't need a tote bag? And also the masks, um, we sell them in bundles so you can get them individually or you get a little break when you buy three at a time. Yeah. Well, this has been a great episode. Yeah. It's been really inspiring to talk to all of these different entrepreneurs. I love all of their businesses. I love all of the different approaches that they're taking towards this like massive consumption holiday and mm-hmm. time of year. And I just feel really really blessed to have had this opportunity to talk to each of them and thank you for setting this up with me and spending your black friday getting ready for the holidays together and listen this doesn't have to end on black friday like if you guys find products that you want either want us to review or want us to reach out to and talk to the people that have made them let us know and we will reach out to them like i would love to do this for like summer or you know there's other times to do this yeah yeah i think um you know there's a lot of holidays that are based around the idea of consumption Mm -hmm. whether it's food or chocolate you know that's also food but like i'm thinking valentine's day in my head like or even like beach holidays like barbecue you know fourth of july july was what i was thinking so if you guys have ideas or questions or recommendations we want to hear them and we'll catch you next time bye Do you have a question you'd like us to answer or a product you'd like us to review? Send us an email at notsustainablepodcast at gmail.com. Or leave us a comment or send us a DM at thisisnotsustainable on TikTok or thisisnotsustainablepod on Instagram. This podcast is produced by me, Zero Waste Daniel. And me, Chris DeRosa. Artwork was done by me. Editing was done by me. And if you couldn't tell, we literally did this all on our own. Special thanks to Mario and Hassan for allowing us to turn our living rooms into recording studios. And thank you to all of our guests for their unfiltered honesty as it pertains to sustainability. Until next time. 